So you qualify. I know you can feel the magic, baby. Yeah, pop that beer open. Happy birthday. <laughs> oh, you thought I forgot. Let's go. What up? <laughs> we got the strippers in the building right now. They're giving Ryan Rocket the lap dance. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, uh, you know what time it is. It's a real nigga holiday. <laughs> uh, the best motherfucking podcast in the world. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We not playing with y'all. Uh, uh, you gotta take your time, make a nigga wait on this month. Let's go. Make a nigga mad and shit like that. Nigga choose to just start rapping after the book. We not playing. Go in. Just start dancing this month. Yeah. Yeah. You just come out of nowhere. I feel like I got these niggas breezy. Don't worry about it. Come on, man. <laughs> It's a real nigga holiday. Let that bitch breathe. I used to give a fuck. Now I give a fuck less. What do I think the success? It sucks. Too much stress. I guess I blew up quick. Cause friends I grew up with see me as a creamy, but I'm not in my nuts, bitch. Oh, uh, yeah. This is my crazy lustrous. My rep is impeccable. I'm not to be fucked with. Wait, shit. Let that bitch breathe. I'm way too important to be talking about exploring. Asking me for portions like asking for a coffin. Broad daylight, I off your arm switch. You're not too bright. Good night, long, long kiss. My reply, blast burning and blast burning the top top. Finish my breakfast, why? I got an appetite for destruction and you're a small fry. Now where was I? I'm in a good mood today, man. Let that bitch free. Rest in peace, Black Rob. Niggas ain't stopping me, and we can't lose because Puff set us up properly. Just won't settle for lesser. Who won't test us? We be in the five with the, the gems and juice. Locks put niggas under pressure. You should've knew that. So is them new cats that get you. Better start looking at things from my angle. I'm trying to be up on the ball with a triangle. Next to my name with a 10 or 20. Now that's when you really can say you getting money. Rest in peace, y'all Black Rob. Y'all up on something, man. <laughs> That's woe. We're not playing tonight, man. Let's go. Oh, can't say that no more, Black Rob. There we go. That's a, that's a real version. R.I.P. Black Rob. This is a real version. You already know, man. Oh, yeah. Yes, Jim. Here we go. 
Tonight, man, I'm sipping a little something too. <laughs> we got the bitches in the building. Y'all can't see it though. <laughs> Ryan got the titties in his face right yeah, now. Yeah. What up, Malaya Michelle? <laughs> The gems and juice. Let's go. Oh, yeah. All my haters. I'm feeling good, man. Situations think you no time to think. Keep on it, it's busy off a basic instinct. I'll put the other drinks and liquor. Sit down and write a jam and receive the explicit sticker. It's God is my witness. With the sickness of a cannabis cannabis, I punch like a cumulus. My Let's go. As my speech falls deepest in the scriptures and graphic components like Picasso painting pictures. If my eyes ain't red, it's all in my head. Once said, Keith Murray, let's go. Legalize and I advertise. You can make the world go round. Yes, sir. We back in the building, baby. We are back. You know what, what time a way to come out. You know what time it is. So what what a what a way to come back, man. Figgy doing his damn thing. Now that might be your best mix, man. Honestly, you you, <laughs> you came with some good mixes. That might be your best one yet. I gotta Thank you, man. Might be the best mix. I was feeling that. One. It was just super random too, man. I was just like, you know what? This is what I'm feeling right now, man. <laughs> I had a reason for playing Shorty Low too. We, we yeah, we gonna talk we about gonna, that. We gonna get into that a little later. Yes, yes, because I'm sure we're upset by the same thing, but we will talk about that in a minute. We have a whole lot. Welcome back to Jim Duke's podcast, man. Y'all thought we was taking time off. Y'all thought we was like other podcasts who just don't show up. Nah, man, Fighting. we had we had a, <laughs> we thought we was arguing and <laughs> we shit. We had beef. 
<laughs> we had beef and we were subtweeting each other. Nah, man. I, I had the week off for my birthday, man. Took a little time. I wanted to go see the fam, decompress a little bit. And we back with a full, in full effect with a whole smorgasbord of content, man. We we got a whole lot to break down, a whole lot to talk about. New music. We're actually going to talk about new music on this podcast, which has been a, a few weeks since mm-hmm. we talked about some real new shit. Luckily, we've been blessed with some new releases to break down and talk about and, and, and share our our feelings on. Also, some movies. Also, some regular bullshit we just going to get into because we got to get into it. And I, I'm feeling good, man. But Figgy, let's start off with you, bro. How you feeling, man? First and foremost, I'm feeling pretty good, man. I've been um, I, I was attending this Texans little draft get together. I ain't gonna say it's a party, but it's more of a work related get together. Yeah, seeing what man, the Texans a mandated do. party. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we probably um, we probably gonna tune in and see who the Texans pick later on. So just stay yes, tuned. Yes, we will. Yeah, stay tuned. We're gonna break down the Texans pick as it happens live. Well, it ain't gonna be live by the time you listen to this, but you you'll hear our live reaction without any knowledge of what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Our live reaction to Texans pick and how we feel about it. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. But I'm good, but, man. I'm sipping. I'm sipping a little. I see that. Sipping a little yak. Shout out to um, Zadi Pop for um, okay. giving me the cup, at least. <laughs> okay. But Y'all yeah. sipping up in that party, too? Uh-oh. Man, I should have came through, man. Man. That was uh, some free liquor. I know. Enough about me, man. How, how was your birthday, man? It was cool, man. It was low key. Honestly, I had some plans kind of fall through just because some some shit happened. But mm-hmm. fuck it, I saved money on a trip. Hung out with my family. Had a good time. Had some good good home cooked meals. Uh, took some time off of work, so got to decompress, relax a little bit. It's been kind of crazy at work too for me. So got to relax a bit, man. I, and I'm I'm a staycation type of nigga anyway. Yeah. I ain't got to go nowhere to have a good time, man. I could fucking park in front of my TV play some games, watch some movies, and, and not have to worry about shit for an entire day. And that's cool with me. Yeah. So getting some good home-cooked food is good, too. Seeing my parents was nice, getting in touch with the family again. So, yeah, I had a good time, man, honestly. I know I was lame and boring to some, but when you 30s, look, man. Another thing, too, I, I'll be forgetting. We talk about this, Figgy. I'll be forgetting how old I am sometimes. <laughs> because after yeah. you hit 31... You're officially just in your 30s. Yeah. It's not like when you're, you're 20s build- and you remember. Yeah, but you're not building up to anything. Because exactly. when you're a teenager, you're building up to 18. And then exactly. after 18, you're building up to 21. Yes. And after 21, you're building up to that 25th birthday. Yes. And then after that, you're building up to thir- the bit 3-0. Yes. After that, that's it. Don't, ain't nobody building up to 35 or building up yes. to 40 or shit like that. <laughs> so that's when you really lose count. A hundred percent, man. And I, I keep having to remind myself, okay, I turned 34, not 33 or 36, right? Okay, <laughs> I'm 34. Okay, I feel a lot like 33 did, so whatever. Yeah. But... Nah, it was a cool birthday, man. And like, I ain't never been one for big birthdays myself, but it was cool. I had a good time. Uh, so yeah, man. So, so no strip it, club. I know we got the strippers in the building right now. Shout out to the strip- we do, we do. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not th- look when when the shit starts opening up. Me and you got to hit the strip club for real, dog. Like we've been talking yeah. about it for a minute. It's gonna happen, man. 
I got a little more extra pocket chains to throw out these holes. So <laughs> we we gonna make it happen, man. We gonna see what Show Palace hitting for. Yeah. We gonna we gonna do some of this uh, uh, coming soon because things are starting to open up. We gonna talk about that too. Yeah. Things are starting to open up again, especially in Houston. A new Astro World Fest by Travis Scott. It's Travis Scott's birthday too. All the cool Is birthdays it? are in April, by the way. It, oh yes. shit! Okay, happy birthday, Travis. Okay, happy birthday, Travis Scott. It's his birthday today. Um, he also announced that Astroworld is coming back this year. Uh, the first of many big concerts, I'm sure, will be back in Houston. So, you trying yeah, to go, man? You trying to go this year? Hell no! <laughs> if you get if if I get you a ticket, would you go? Oh yeah! If I don't got to pay for it, like why the fuck not? But <laughs> I'm not gonna spend whatever it costs to get in there, and, and then. You probably nah, ain't I, even I, gonna I, get the chance to even buy it. That shit gonna be sold out by the exactly. time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's one thing. Like, honestly, my my quarantine is probably gonna last an extra year <laughs> because I know you know that people are gonna be super thirsty to go to anything live for the next year. Rodeo gonna be sold out every night. It don't matter who performing. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be sold out every night when it comes back because people been missing the rodeo so bad. Yeah. So it's gonna be packed there. South by Southwest, fuck that. Yeah. Like, no no, no concert I'm trying to go to because I know it's going to be even more packed than usual because people are super thirsty to go outside again. So Yeah, it's kind of, remember the uh, the recent freeze storm we had and yes. all the restaurants was closed at the time and once everything opened back up, every rest, every fast food spot was super packed. Yes. And I, I, I had to wait like two weeks to even... Try to go to Whataburger because that shit was around <laughs> the corner, man. Yes. <laughs> so I, I think it's gonna be like that for a minute. So you're gonna have to let it tone down a little bit. I want. I'm wondering um, how they're gonna do with the concert as far as like, um, I guess the the COVID shots, the vaccines. I wonder if they're gonna make people show a card or something, or yeah. is it just whatever. I'm not sure, man. Um, any other state, like if, if L.A. did it, I'm sure they would have mandatory vaccine cards, vaccination cards before you can even go. But Texas, I don't know, man. We playing a little wide and loose with the pandemic, and we have really since the start of it. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if there is no mandate for anything like that. But who knows, man? I could be wrong. There's a UFC event coming soon, too, at mm-hmm. Toyota Center, I believe next month. Mm. Gonna be a packed Toyota Center to see the UFC 262, I believe. Damn. They're gonna pack it out. So, yeah, I'm sure it's gonna okay. be sold out. Okay, it's, I'm sure it's gonna be sold out. So, yeah, man, uh, getting back to normal quicker than I think most of us thought. Yeah. You know, so feel how you feel about that. Some people are excited. Some people are still cautious and saying we ain't out the woods yet, but. Yeah, you know, I, stay inside if you're scared. I'm I, just playing, <laughs> I, man. I think I think the arrow pointing up, man, because I got, I got my second vaccine shot, so I'm good. I was okay. sick. I was sick as hell the next day, but oh man, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, because you literally be sick for like 24 hours. After that, you're back to normal. But I had That's the chills. Good. I had a fever, um, body aches, and all that shit. Fatigue, but um, I'm good to go now. So. I, I I got that shit out the way, <laughs> so I'm um, I'm good money. That's good, man. We all gonna get it soon. My parents, my mom got her f- first shot. My dad got his second shot. Uh, so yeah, man, yeah. I'll, I'll eventually get the shot too. Look, man, we're all gonna have to get this damn shot eventually. Just don't get so. that damn um, Johnson and Johnson. We was just talking oh, about that nah. shit, man. Yeah, <laughs> and it did exactly what we said. 
Yep. <laughs> well, to be fair, I think I'm not saying like the Johnson Johnson ain't shady and like most, you know, pharmaceutical companies are probably. But it was six people that got blood clots and, and they acted like it was like 600 or 6,000. <laughs> I mean, yes, this is why they should have tested shit. But I don't know. I don't know. I think some of it might be a little overblown, but who knows, man? We're all the guinea pigs in this vaccine thing. So yeah, we'll see. But yeah, I'm definitely not getting Johnson and Johnson regardless. So <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Pfizer it is. If I when I do or if I when I get the vaccine, it's gonna be Pfizer probably. Yeah, that's what I got. But anyway, oh yeah, quick, quick aside. Do you think because I've heard this take uh about the vaccine, do you think some people are getting the vaccine for clout? Mm, like, because you see everybody posting the vaccine cards on Instagram. Yeah. Say, hey, everybody. And then acting like the moral high horse. Hey, guys, the, hey, I everybody did a big thing vaccine. today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it kind of reminds me of the I voted sticker. Yes. The vaccine card is a new I voted sticker. Yeah. Taking a picture of it. That's and then a, writing an inspirational that's, caption. That's exactly why I, I never posted it. I never posted a vaccine <laughs> card. I never posted my Band-Aid and all this other bullshit. <laughs> I did um, make a little tweet thread saying, hey, you know, uh, I just got my last shot. I'm good. I, I keep you all updated how I feel. <laughs> so it, it was more of a tweet to, you know, let you know how I felt since I got the shot. Okay. So, you know, I... You know, later on, I'm like, oh, I got the chills right now. Oh, shit, I feel, I feel like shit right now. Mm-hmm. I got a fever. And, yeah. Yeah, all of a sudden, I like the police. I don't know what's <laughs> wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think Joe Biden's A-OK. I know what yeah. Dr. Umar talking about. Must be the chip, t- <laughs> must be the chip kicking in. <laughs> Naomi Osaka. Is a hero. Yeah, I, now, I'm gonna talk about that in a little I, bit. I too. know all this Russian language <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. So everybody get your vaccine and do what you do. Andre and... Karolinko is the greatest NBA player of all time. <laughs> NBA player. <laughs> <laughs> I see it happening, man. I see it happening. Be everybody chronicle how you feel after the vaccine because nah, some motherfuckers talk about China is great. After this shit, Vladimir and Putin is the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> Stalin did nothing wrong. <laughs> like, nah, be be careful, man. <laughs> but anyway, we we just playing around. Of course, we and we digress because fuck it. We got all to talk about Jay Prince. Tell people what they listening to this week. The gems and juice. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. We're back at it, and we are back to our regularly scheduled program of breaking down new music. Okay. We're going to break down two albums first off. Actually, no, before we get to the albums, more important things. <laughs> Jay-Z and Nas released a song, mm-hmm. okay? And this is uh, <laughs> this is more important than anything else that happened this week. Maybe this year. Maybe this year. Maybe yeah. since the pandemic is the biggest thing that's happened. Jay-Z and Nas on a new song, uh... And we're going to talk about that first because they dropped a visual too. Mm -hmm. A visual came out the same day and it's on the album, DJ Khaled's new album, Khaled Khaled, which is Khaled's, DJ Khaled's actual real name. His name is Mm -hmm. Khaled Muhammad Khaled. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) (laughs) that is his actual name. And uh, the song dropped, I've heard mixed opinions. And 
of course, as usual, I'm gonna let you go first before I shit on. I'm <laughs> so, just playing. So my thoughts on the song, on the Jay Z and Nas song. Sorry, not sorry. Yes, your thought, your thoughts on sorry, not sorry. First off, I want to know how you felt because this was teased a few days before it came out. Yeah. How did you feel when you heard, when you saw the preview clips, when you heard the name of the song, and how did you feel when you actually saw the video and heard the verses themselves? Uh, when I first saw the the clip of the video before the song was released uh, or before the album was dropped, I was kind of excited, man, because the beat sound hard as hell. And it's, it's always good to hear Nas on those type of beats and Jay-Z for that matter. So uh, I was super excited. I didn't think, um, think DJ Khaled was releasing the album. I, w- I thought it was just a song. So I, you know, so this uh, on Friday morning, I I woke up just looking for the song, and I'm like, wow, he got a whole album, <laughs> okay. But I went right to that that song first. I didn't even go in order. I just went right to the Jay Z Nas song. But I really enjoyed it, man. It's <clears throat> I, I won't critique it too much because when you think about it, man, these dudes are over fifty years old, man. And they still sound clean and crisp. They they sound they sound better than a lot of dudes right now, and they're over fifty. And um, usually, you know, if you look at the history of rappers, a lot of rappers over fifty don't really age well. <laughs> they either stuck in the same box they was they, they they started in, or they're trying to chase something they're not. But to me, I I I thought this was a real good smooth type of song for them i i, I really enjoyed that i enjoyed the production um not i i, I ain't gonna lie it's, i kept replaying Nas verse i just i ain't even get the jay-z verse yet but um by the time i got the jay-z verse i i thought it was cool he he kind of threw me off a little bit with the the um the b the b lyric or whatever yeah <laughs> like that's one b it kind of threw me <laughs> off. I I usually look up Jay Z lyrics all the time just to kind of dissect them. This one I really had to look up to see what he was talking about, and I kept seeing a bunch of people tweeting it. And I'm just like, damn, that that was the one lyric that stuck out to y'all throughout the whole song. So um, that one kind of threw me off a little bit, but I I, I enjoyed both of their verses. I enjoyed the beat. I, I thought it was a solid song. I, I I think it was probably my, f- I, I think it was probably the best song for sure on that album. <laughs> okay. But where do you rank it now? We have three official Jay-Z and Nas uh, collaborations. You, you played the other two in the intro to this podcast. How do you feel this ranks against them? Where do you think it ranks? I will, pr- I will probably rank it. It's not better than success. I don't, okay. I don't know if they're going to I don't think they're going to ever make anything better than success. Mm-hmm. I will probably I will I, I, I ain't going to lie I like um Black Republicans. I think more I guess the older I got now, the more I appreciate it. But um I will probably rank this one second. But not by a lot. I I will probably I, it, little it's a little above Black Republican for me. Okay. Okay. Um, so I'll start at the same starting point. So, of course, I hear a, a Jay-Z and Nod. I'm Of course, I'm hype, man. I'm a fan of Jay-Z. Of course, I'm a stan of Jay-Z. I'm a fan of Nas. So, 
I'm like, okay, we have some new music coming out. Some, and we'll see what it is because I'm not sure what what where they're at musically together. So, but the beat sounded cool. I didn't like the title. I I was not I was not excited about the title. Sorry, not sorry. Sounds like some shit a sassy white girl says. Yeah, I, real quick, <laughs> not, real quick, not to cut you off. I didn't really care for the hook either. All right, that's yeah. it. You, uh, back to you, your point. I, I didn't <laughs> okay, really care for the hook. They could have just left the instrumental in there for uh, all I care. But I didn't care for the hook. Yeah, and I'll get to that too, man, because that was kind of disappointing to me too. The verses itself, I, I finally sat down and watched the video today. Let some time cool off. Let the takes on Twitter cool off a little bit first. I bumped the uh, the video the video itself, I mean, the concept is fine. It looks like Nas and Jay-Z at a casino, uh, various imagery, uh, Jay-Z looking every bit of his age now, facially, <laughs> which, I mean, you 50-plus, you almost 60 damn near at this point. You're going to look old. I don't like the hair still. <laughs> I just don't like the hair that Jay-Z's rocking, but whatever. I still, every time I see it now, I think of that tweet. That says, look what Jay-Z did for uh, corporate hair standards by having his hair look like this. I'm like, <laughs> and it gets my nerves. White but people, white people don't give a damn what his hair like. Exactly. <laughs> and no regular money. ass person ain't going to climb the corporate ladder with his hair, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, give, give Jay-Z whatever props you want to. I don't care. But uh, lyrically, Nas verse. Nas, see, this is why Nas is kind of like iffy to me. I feel like he has maybe five great bars in the song, but then he has one bar that I'm just like, kind of gets on my nerves. And this one was a cryptocurrency bar. Mm. I, I just didn't like it, man. <laughs> I, I, I feel like that's number one, having a song called Sorry Not Sorry wasn't enough, too, too annoying to me, period. But also making bars about cryptocurrency. He said he was a cryptocurrency Jay-Z or something like that. And the bar was kind of nice. But I don't know. For some reason, it just, he said, I'm coin-based, basically cryptocurrency Scarface. Mm. Which, looking at it, ain't a bad bar. But when I heard it, it just made like, is it too cheesy? Bitcoin. Or is is it the Jay-Z version of saying something about Instagram or social media? Yes. Or twerk, molly, molly, twerk. Like, Mm -hmm. how will this look? And maybe maybe Bitcoin and and cryptocurrency is a future and he'll look like a prophet. But right now, it just looks like, uh, uh, (laughs) to just trying to throw something trendy in the bar to make it. But I can't complain too much. I I, I get it. But it just, for some reason, it just turned me off. And I also saw some corny tweet about, oh, look, uh, look how many African-Americans were probably getting the cryptocurrency and how that Nas rapped about it. <laughs> and if you're waiting on Nas to give you financial advice in a rap song, I, yeah. I don't know if you're going to make it, man. Yeah, I, I don't think, think anybody they, was. I, what's the big deal about this Bitcoin until Nas rapped about it? Now they care. But the thing is, it's been a big deal already. Like honestly, if you're not into it now, you you kind of lost in the sauce at this point. Yes, and there's probably more money to try to get into it. You might as well wait for the next thing that you know that's cooking. Yeah, Bitcoin is already gone to the moon, man. Only rich people can play with Bitcoin at this point. Yeah, but there's other things like Dogecoin, which is what like a troll coin, but somehow blew up too. So people get money off that. Whatever. <laughs> this ain't a financial podcast. It's a rap podcast. 
And so Nas verse was okay to me. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't a big fan of uh, uh, Jay Z's opening bars on this one. You mentioned that as well. He says, "Sorry, that's another B. Haters still ain't recovered from the other B. Mm, that's a double B. No, that's a triple B. Can't forget about the other B." which is Beyonce saying, hey. <laughs> and she also had a little feature. I think it said uh, uh, lyric, uh, something something by The Hive on the song, featuring The Hive or whatever. Mm. And oh, Harmonies by The Hive, mm. which I guess was a tongue-in-cheek way of saying Beyonce did some ad-libs, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, that, that opening bar reminded me of Jay-Z on Light Up or whatever that song is called with Drake. When he mm-hmm. said, ow, hoes turn their head like ow, I'm the man of the hour. Triple uh, entendre, don't even ask me. That's not a triple entendre, Jay-Z. <laughs> and I, I don't think this line was as clever as he thought it was. I get that you got $2 billion, supposedly, yeah. but it, it didn't do nothing for me. Yeah. Um, and who is the haters that I was kind of wondering if he was talking about somebody? He said haters still ain't recover, recover from the other B. So uh, there's somebody I wonder if he's talking about this uh, somebody specifically lose a billion or a couple people lost a billion. I, I don't know. It's just I, I, I think that's just a I just, it's just yeah. kind of random to me. Yeah. Um, it ain't a lot of some... people with a billion dollars. <laughs> so I, I was yeah. just kind of curious. It, it just sounds super random and kind of out of touch. Yeah, I don't I don't know what he meant by that. I have no idea what he meant by that. Maybe maybe it was code for something only Jay-Z knows. But yeah. I don't I didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> I also didn't like him saying, uh, America's disrespect for me. You kill Christ, you created religion unexpectedly. <laughs> Is that him trying to call himself God again? Like what what's he trying to say there, man? It, I get the braggadocio rap lyrics, but something about that just an, again, a cringe moment in this song. Same thing with the Bitcoin <laughs> cryptocurrency thing with knives. That was a cringe moment for me from Jay-Z. Like, what are you really trying to say here, man? I don't know. Mm. But overall, the, the, I mean, the beat's fine. Uh, they they remixed the song cry sample, but they used a different selection at least, so it didn't sound like it was just redoing the song, which was a problem on this album we're going to talk about in a minute on the Khaled album. Yeah. But overall, man, the song was cool. Uh, James Fontelroy, I thought, was terrible on the song, which is unfortunate because I'm a fan of his. I like the work he did with No ID and Cocaine 80s. Uh, I was a big fan of those projects, and I thought he was a good singer, but I thought he sounded terrible on this. Mm. You know, I think his so the hook went on too long. The end selection went on too long, and it just sounded like somebody crooning. It didn't sound like it didn't sound smooth to me. Maybe it's just me, but yeah. I just didn't like the singing on this song, man. I didn't like the singing on the album, period. But I didn't think he sounded good here, man. I, I don't know what happened. I thought he was a good singer, <laughs> but I didn't think he delivered on this song. So that being said, I agree with your ranking. I can't put it uh, against success at all. I can't put it above success because that is clearly their best song. Uh. But Black Republican, which is not a bad song, but I think it underdelivered to our expectations. That was the first honestly. song with them together. So yes. we was expecting the, the best song in hip hop history. And the 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 beat is insane. That Godfather sample. Yeah. When that kicked in, 
I, I remember where I, where I was when I first heard that song. I was getting super hyped, man. I thought it was going to be the most epic moment in hip-hop history when I heard Black Republican, when that beat kicked in. And then you hear the verses, and it's like, nah. yeah, You know, it's still a good song, but it did not deliver to our expectations. Success, I don't think we really even saw that song coming. Yeah. But when it did. hit, it hit super hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I so, agree. I think that's their best song. This is probably somewhere in the middle. It's not a bad song. We didn't see it coming, so we didn't have high expectations for it. But I don't know. It's, I, it's just I, think I, it's I probably good. won't revisit it too much. It's, I think it's good right now. Yeah. So right now in this moment, it's good to hear them too, especially in this day and age. But it's not about the. I don't think it's going to be the song that we put up there whenever everything is done and we dig this song back up. I don't think it I don't think it'd be one of those songs. I agree. I agree. Uh, I think it's good for now. I don't see me bumping it too much in the future. But, you know, for now, it was a cool, cool music to listen to on the weekend. Cool, chill vibe that goes with it. So I didn't hate it. You know, it, it was fine. Yeah. But, you know, mm, they, they could both do better. But I think they know they could both do better. So whatever. Good to see them. Alive, healthy, especially after all this that's gone on this yeah. past week with the passing of Shock G and Black Rob. So, yeah, good to see two two legends in the game still doing it. So still I can't sound be too good hard too. on it. They do. Yeah, <laughs> they do. So where do you rank this that, song? Qualified? I would say qualified. Qualified. Me too. Yeah, we, we we can't. We it's Jay Z, man. We Jay Z will never be <laughs> big pen status. Yeah. We can't have Jay Z being big pen. Except for that, on except for that um that song with Pharrell. Oh my yeah, okay, <laughs> that fair was, enough. That was big pen status. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Yeah, that, that never that, happened. That one is this. <laughs> <laughs> Poof, vamoose, son of a bitch. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. Uh, now let's let's get into this. Uh, and oh yeah, before we before we go further, we I did mention it real quick. R.I.P. to Black Rob and Shock G. Uh, very sad. Uh, very sudden. I know Black Rob had been sick for a while. We saw that video of him the week that DMX died. He looked like he was in very bad health. Passed away, unfortunately. Um, Shock G was very surprising because we hadn't really heard from him really at all. Yeah. And uh, he had passed away. I think he was only 51 years old. Yeah. So very unfortunate. Two legends in the game, man. Honestly, yeah. both underrated as well. So, yeah. Him, DMX, um, and um, Black Rob, all 50 years old, pretty much. Yeah. That's, that's scary, man. <laughs> it really is, man. And I wonder, I don't know what really happened to Black Rob, but I feel like drugs are connected to all of them. You know, I think Shock G was found in a hotel room after days of not being heard from. Mm. Uh, Same thing was supposedly with DMX. So it's I don't know. I don't want to get into a whole podcast about addiction issues, but yeah, we got to try to do better for ourselves and others, man. So whatever that takes, because we're losing people too quick to this drug shit, man. It sucks. Yeah, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Uh, so. It's time to talk about this DJ Khaled album. Uh, We're going to keep this quick because we have a whole lot to talk about. And honestly, I'll go first. <laughs> I didn't like this album. <laughs> I didn't really like it at all. And I was not, I'm not he even going to say I was looking forward. 
<laughs> it might be inching over there. Uh, so DJ Khaled released an album. Uh, it is 13, 14 songs long. Uh, Little Baby is all over this album. That's one thing. So if you're a Little Baby fan, I guess you're in luck. <laughs> He's on, I think, three or four songs. But uh, to me, this album sounded like a bunch of throwaways. I feel like, especially the Drake songs, which, which we thought talked about when it, they came when out. When it first came out, yeah. Yeah, because the, the two Drake songs are on this album. It is a pop star in, in Greece. Greece. And when we heard that, we were like, okay, this sounds like Leftovers from Scorpion or something. The throwaways that didn't make a certified lover boy, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. So uh, the, the whole album to me kind of felt like that. Uh, I didn't like the constant repurposing of classic hip hop beats. And I understand samples get used and reused. But we've had this debate or this discussion on the podcast about remaking songs exactly the same, basically, and, and trying to re kind of restore the feeling, I guess. It don't work, man. And I actually wrote down all the samples that I noticed. <laughs> I'm glad you did from this man. album. <laughs> yes. So track one is thankful, which I thought was a terrible song because it seemed to go on forever. Yeah. That song is five minutes and 38 seconds long. And Lil Wayne don't come on until like the fourth minute. Yeah. I was waiting on Lil Wayne for a long time. And I, I, I was glad to hear Jeremiah because he was very sick too at one point. Yeah. But God damn, that shit was long. It is long as hell. And yes, I was waiting. I was double checking to make sure Lil Wayne was actually on a song <laughs> because it really is a Jeremiah song. And Lil Wayne just comes at the very end with a quick verse, and that's it. So already I was in a bad mood after hearing the first song <laughs> because I didn't like it. I didn't like the Heart of the City sample because, like, it, I, I understand you're not going to be able to recreate a classic, but at least try, yeah. you know. And don't just use the beat the same exact way it was used with a few little extra production kinks and, and think that that's a job well done. It's not, man. Heart of the City is one of Jay-Z's probably most popular songs. You got to do a little better with it, with yeah. that sample. I actually gave Ron. that I actually gave that one a bit of a pass because that's, that's an original sample. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like sampling a... a some song Mob Deep did uh, some song Mob Deep sample, mm -hmm. so I kind of gave it a pass because it's technically not that, you know, they didn't sample the hip hop song, if yeah. You, if you know what I mean, but uh, you go on, it, it actually goes on throughout this album. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> um, so not too long after track four, of course, has the "We Going Crazy" song. Which samples Shorty Low, they know. And this song is Her and Migos. Um, yeah, another, uh, this is one I actually give a pass to because I'm like, okay, that sample is kind of classic, you know, and I, I kind of understand it. They at least added a little bit more to it, I guess. But when I hear that beat, I think of they know. Yeah. And, and if you go repurpose, especially knowing that Migos are from Atlanta. And big up uh, uh, Shorty Low several times. Uh, so 
I would expect them to pay a little more justice to the Shorty Low beat. They really mm-hmm. didn't. But then again, I think Migos is kind of their run is pretty much ended anyway. So maybe that's the best they could do. I don't know. But I didn't like it. <laughs> now, track five, uh, probably one of the weirdest songs on this album. I did it. Post Malone, Megan Thee Stallion, Lil Baby, and The Baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sample is, I mean, it's not a, a commonly used hip-hop sample. I give it that much. It's, it samples the song Layla, which was a song by Derek and some other, what's that band called? I forget, but I know Eric Clapton also did the song, too. But that's a very, very, you know, standard-ass rock and roll song. But I gave it a pass because, okay, it's not like that's been sampled a whole lot in hip-hop. So whatever. It's just getting on my nerves at this point. But whatever. I give it that a little bit of a pass, too. Uh, track 10, Sorry Not Sorry, Song Cry Sample. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I am i wasn't a fan of recreating a Jay-Z song with Jay-Z. It kind of reminded me of when Nas did Thief's Theme. Yeah. And then he redid that same beat for hip-hop is dead, and it sounded worse. Yeah, I, I kind of felt like that here, man. But whatever. Like we said, it was a good, it was a decent song. It's a pretty good song. This one actually annoyed me though. I think this one will annoy you too. <laughs> the song called "I Can Have It All" with Bryson Tiller, her, and Meek <laughs> Mill sampled this "Feel It in the Air," probably the best song Beanie Siegel ever recorded. Yes, produced by Heavy D, which I just learned recently too. <laughs> Uh, they redid that sample, and I guess they thought it would be okay since they got a Philly rapper like Meek Mill to rap on it. No, man, this was <laughs> hollow ground here, man. I, I didn't like this at all, and I didn't, I couldn't find an excuse for it. Everything else I could kind of write away as okay, maybe it wasn't too commonly used, or maybe it wasn't, you know, but this one, it, it, this one is where I got annoyed at this point. <laughs> So, uh, overall, I'll wrap up my thoughts on the album real quick. Uh, the R&B sections, I really didn't enjoy. Um, it made me really think about the current state of R&B because everybody sounded the same to me. Mm. Like, they're doing this Chris Brown wannabe. Like, everybody, even Justin Timberlake, I guess we're all just stuck using autotune now. Yeah. And there's no escaping it. Because everybody was doing the Chris Brown voice. Everybody was using the auto-tuned up. Justin Timberlake, who I thought was a real singer, <laughs> was auto-tuned up too. Yeah. And I didn't like it. I, it made me think about the sad state of R&B today. At least mainstream R&B. I know people are still doing it. Uh, Jack Freeman is still doing it. But the sad state of mainstream R&B made me depressed. Um... I did think it was interesting that Cardi B and Meg the Stallion had verses where they weren't talking about sex and pussy. Yeah. That was interesting. That was, that was one of my big takeaways too. Yeah. I noticed that too. I, th- I figured you would peep that too. And I thought that was interesting, but it also builds to my theory of these songs being throwaways. Mm. You know, maybe this song wasn't good enough for Cardi's album, but she didn't want to waste it. So she said, let me put on the Khaled out and make it look like I have bars. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so all in all, I would say this. Well, I'll say my rating until you're you're done with your review. Okay. But I did not enjoy this album really. I, I I was waiting for it to be over. It was a struggle to get through for me, honestly, for the most part. <laughs> it just annoyed me, and I can't really put my finger on why. I just didn't enjoy listening to it. 
But that's me. That's my opinion. Maybe it'll bump harder in the club. I don't know. But that's just how I feel about it. Now, Figgy, the floor is yours, man. Right. How do you feel about this Khaled Khaled album? Um, I can't lie. This album kind of annoyed me a little bit, too. To me, this, I, I will say this, this album is, it's a 2021 ringtone type of album. TikTok type of album <laughs> to me. It's because everything going here is, you you could argue and say everything on this album you could play on the radio. It could go right to the radio and it could fit in. It, there is no, you know, B-side to this album to me. But um, starting with the first song, Thankful, I agree with you, man. It took a long time for it to really kick in. And I was really waiting on Lil Wayne verse. And it, it can't, I had to actually fast forward to, to hear his verse <laughs> because I, I heard enough of Jeremiah at this point. <laughs> so let's hear the rap part of this song. Um, I like the, I like the little baby, little dirt song that every chance I get. I thought that song was, I thought the song was cool. It was, I, I could play it again. Bit Paper, I'm not, uh, the Cardi B song, I'm not sure who she sound like, but she sound familiar. I can't pinpoint it, though, man. I, I don't know, it might come back to me sometime this week, and I'll bring it up on the podcast again, but she sound familiar, man. And listening to her more, I'm I'm kind of getting irritated with the way she sound. I'm not sure if it's a, you know, a fame thing, but I... It, it kind of made me miss Nicki Minaj a little bit, man, because Nicki Minaj, you could at least understand everything she's saying mm. and she pronounced everything correctly. And, you know, she's super clear with, you know, how she raps. Cardi, I don't know if it's the accent or the broken English a little bit, but sometimes it's hard to listen to her. And it's funny. I was in the car with my wife and, um, What's what's the one song that come uh, the song up or is it yeah when that song come on you know my wife is a teacher so she pay attention to how you speak so that first line in that song is um, they thought that I was ugly <laughs> and my wife was my wife was like why is she doing that <laughs> like she's f- fucking like it's ugly it's not ugly. <laughs> And I know, and you know, I I, I kind of give her a pass because you know when you rap, you yeah. got to make shit rhyme no matter what it is. But it's kind of like that with her, man. I'm, it's it's kind of a little irritating to you know hear her rap sometimes. But um, this is where I got pissed off. The uh, we going crazy featuring her and Migos. I thought this was probably the uh, probably the second worst song on this album and I was very very disappointed in her to me mm-hmm. this is not her lane she got that I know she young but she got that old R&B feel to it where you know she you could argue say she got some fucking classics right now that that could be played on your local R&B station like old school R&B station I was really disappointed. She was singing, she was singing, rapping like Migo. She had the auto tune. I had to check and make sure it was her. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I thought it was bad. I ain't like the way Migos was rapping. They kind of sound a little washed. I, I, I was, I, I was very disappointed. I, 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 I didn't. I agree with you. I didn't really like the, um, the sample. 
yeah, I, I, I didn't, I actually didn't even, I had to go back a second time to hear Migos part so I could at least say I heard the, the whole song. But that's, uh, I was very disappointed, especially with her being on it. I know this is an odd couple, but I, I was very disappointed that song. The, now the song with Meg, the, the Post Malone song, I didn't really care for that sample either <laughs> because it was a, uh, I want to say it was a Santana sample. Nah, Ooh. it was Derek. Let me look up what the uh, artist's name is. The original the, artist that sang that song. The song is called Layla. N- no, and no. it's Derek and the Dominoes. Okay. Okay. But uh, it's an older song though, right? Yeah, it's an okay. old song. Okay. I don't know why I thought that was, I was, might be thinking about something else, but. I actually that song actually grew on me a little bit where I kind of was like, all right, I, you know, I won't, I won't turn it if it if it come on the radio type thing. So I, I like Meg verse. I thought I thought she came off strong. Um, I thought it was cool, man. Um, yeah, I agree with you with the Justin Bieber song, the Justin Bieber Twenty One Savage. It was a little, it was a little strange. I, I don't know what it is. I don't really have a critique of it, but I don't know. It just sound. Uh, just at this point, I'm like, man, every song on here sounds like it could be a TikTok. <laughs> yes. So, how do you feel about the Bieber dreads? By the way, I'm not feeling them, man. I'm not feeling the Bieber dreads. <laughs> I'm not feeling Alice Bregman braids. <laughs> I think that shit look goofy, man. There's people joking around about. I don't even think it's funny. <laughs> I mentioned it one time and kept it moving, man. I I wasn't feeling it. <laughs> um, other songs on this album that stuck out to me, um. We talked about the Sorry Not Sorry. I thought that song was uh, cool. The Justin Timberlake song, I, I I was cringing the whole time. I ended up turning it. I, I ended up skipping that song. It's, I don't. I, I just don't know what it is, man. Maybe these are throw. Maybe I was thinking maybe DJ Khaled go around to different artists and say, "Hey, what song are you not using? Let me <laughs> let me get that and put it on my album." I don't think he actually go around and grab people for the album. I I feel like some of these bigger artists, he actually get some of the stuff they won't ever use or ever put out and put it and use it for his album. Um, the Bryson Tiller Meek Mill her, that's the um that's the filling in the air sample. I want to say yes. I couldn't even get through that whole thing. I was <laughs> man, this is probably the worst song on there, <laughs> and. Mm-hmm. It, I'm I'm a fan of the uh, the artist her. I I can't believe how she was sounding on here, man. I I don't know if it was her idea or if if Khaled said, "Hey, I want you to, I I want you to be like this on the song," but this I was very disappointed because to me she's top notch when it comes to R&B artists right now, and it didn't sound like that on here, man. It she sound like she sound no. No better than a a a Roddy Rich to me. Like the auto tune, I don't want to hear her with auto tune. I want to hear her trying to rap like Migos. This this was terrible. I ain't, I ain't even get through this whole song. That's how disgusted I was. Uh, go ahead. Quick 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 uh, side because I I do think that's interesting. I did notice that too on this album, and that kind of brings me back because I watched uh, be- the beginning of the Oscars. Uh, last week and her performed and it was a very different her performance you know before we saw her stand up there solo with the guitar Mm -hmm. there was no guitar no more she had a bunch of 
backup dancers doing choreographed routines. It seems like they're trying to turn into a pop star. And my mom actually brought that up. She was like, I hope they don't do to her what they did to Alicia Keys. You know, mm-hmm. Alicia Keys started off like a more of a soulful singer, R&B with the piano. And then she turned into a pop star, basically wannabe. Do you think the same thing is happening to her right now? I think so. I 100% think so. And think about it, she. I think she's only like 20 years old. She might not yeah. even be 21 yet. But somebody that age, they really don't have, uh, you know, sign to a label. They really don't have to say so to say, nah, I want to stick to my grown R&B shit. You got people in their ear saying, hey, we want you up on these billboards. We want you to be the next pop star. <laughs> we want you to be, be the biggest thing ever. So we need you on songs with everybody in the industry. And I think that's what they're doing now. They, they, you know, they probably listening to the radio saying, hey, we need a song from you like this. We need mm-hmm. something that can play in the club. We need stuff that play on the top 40. So fortunately, I think... I I think so, man. It's it's sad. I, I mean, she still got her hits, but I, I don't know. That's the one thing I like about her, man. Like p- people were saying, she was bringing R and B back. Mm-hmm. The, the songs on this album is not bringing R and B back at all. I, I I'm I wasn't feeling it. I kind of feel I know we're way off base, but it kind of feels like the same thing with Ella May. Yes. You know, we said the same thing about Ella May, and then she started doing pop bullshit songs too, like that terrible one with Chris Brown. And it's like, okay, it's the same formula. Y'all just ease your way in a little differently. But yeah. basically, the end goal is the same make a top 40 pop artist out of this person. So, very unfortunate, man. I liked her too. I, I thought her music, especially in the beginning of her career, was very solid. Yeah. But, eh. but anyway, I digress. Yeah. Back to your album review. Yeah, and then the last the last song um, is the the uh, the reggae song. I, I'm not yeah. with Bonnie Killer. I thought this was probably the uh, maybe the third best song on this album, man. <laughs> and that's saying a lot <laughs> because look at this. I for- this this album is star studded. You got Lil Wayne, Jeremiah, Lil Baby, Lil Dirk, Cardi B, Migos, Her, Post Malone, The Baby, Meg. Justin Bieber, Justin Timberlake, 21 Savage, Drake. You got all these different artists, Jay-Z, Nas, and the one with Bounty Killer is probably the third best one on there, which is like a reggae song. I actually forgot to mention that, but yes, that's actually my favorite song because (laughs) I felt like, number one, I like Bougie Banton. I'm glad they brought him back. I liked his song on Grand Theft Auto 4. I was a big fan. That shit was hard. <laughs> but I, I, I like this because it sounded different. Yeah. It sounded like something new. And it didn't sound like the same song we've heard a bunch of times. So I like this song a lot too. Probably my favorite song on the album. I had to check well, it. One make, of my favorites. I, had to ch- I thought the um the, the album was over and <laughs> I thought it went to something else. So I was like, I'm like, oh shit, this still the album? <laughs> So uh, <laughs> this was a solid song. I um I would probably bump it up to number two. I I like the little baby little dirt song, and the, uh, of course the Jay Z and Nas song. But this one is hard, man. This like taking those other two out. I was this song is hard, man. <laughs> I enjoyed this song more than the other songs on here. <laughs> Same here. I like that one a lot too, actually. Yeah, fam. He had a bunch of people on this album, man. 
Big Sean, Rick Ross, A Boogie, <laughs> Puff Daddy was doing ad libs and shit. Yes. Yeah, Bryson Tiller, Meek Mill. Yeah, there's a bunch of people on this album, man. Everybody. If if I if I wrote all these names down and said, hey, these people are going to be on the album, you would be like, this is probably the greatest album of yep. all time at some point. Of the last decade, at least, you would think. Uh, yes. And it's, it's it's probably ain't the best album of this year. <laughs> it ain't the best album of this month. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna get into that in a minute. <laughs> so to wrap it up, man, what is your rating? Your final rating on the DJ Khaled album, Khaled Khaled. I think it's a pig pen mentality, man. <laughs> pig pen mentality. I have to agree. I put it in the pig pen with the, the hogs, hogs, the pigs, and the slop, and the pigs. <laughs> because, yes, I agree. You look at the lineup, you think it's going to be an amazing album. You listen to it, and, oh, yeah, there was a Tay Keith beat that I hated. Which song was that? Mm. There was a Tay Keith beat that sounded, it wasn't, which one was it? I can't remember, but it sounded like the laziest Tay Keith beat I ever heard. It sounded like every other song. It sounded exactly like the song they had on Drip Harder with Drake it might have and been Gunna. A, I wonder if it was the Lil Baby, Lil Dirk one. I think it was. Yeah, let me listen to this real quick. <laughs> yes. I hated that beat, man. It sounded just like, to me, just like that song Never Recover with Drake, Lil Baby, and uh, uh, Gunna from Drip Harder. Like the same exact beat, basically. So I couldn't stand that shit, man. And yeah, I have to agree. Pig pen status for Khaled Khaled. Unfortunate given the star studded lineup, but I just wasn't feeling it, man. It was a struggle to listen to, and I'm not going back to it. So shout out to the Jay-Z and Nas song. It's the best thing I'll say about it, basically. And Bougie Banton and Bounty Killer. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah. Everything else, pig pen. Now, the next album actually came out a couple weeks ago. I think it came out right before our last podcast. We didn't have a chance to listen to it. We did mention how it might be dropping at midnight. Yeah. And it actually did. We didn't get a chance to bump it. And plus, it's too long. We wouldn't have had a chance to really break it down anyway. And we're not going to break it down here because it's fucking 20 songs. Yeah. But Young Thug did release uh, Slime Language 2. Uh, it has your usual suspects. Gunna is all over this album, which I think was the right choice. <laughs> I think he finally realized that Gunna is the Michael Jordan of the YSL lineup. You got to have him in a lineup. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I, uh, I'll let you go first this time. We'll we'll go back and forth. Man. Uh, what were your thoughts on Slime Language Two, Figgy? Um, I thought Slime Language Two started off good. Well, I I didn't really look at the uh, the whole track list when I started it. I just played it. I thought it started all good, man. The first song with um, uh, Yak Gotti and Lil Duke, I I thought that was strong. They they had me in at that point. I liked the song with Travis Scott, the Diamonds Dancing. I I, I like I like Young Thug and um and and Travis Scott collabs, man. I think they collabs be all right. Um. The song Solid with Drake, I think it was kind of forgettable, man. I don't think it's something that will really stick. I th- I think it's very forgettable. Um, what else? Um, 
I, I love the song with Roddy uh, Roddy Rebel. It was good to hear him with uh, Young Thug. I was hoping yep. I, I was hoping I hear Bobby man. <laughs> I'm waiting for a Bobby collab. I, I thought Bobby was probably going to sneak on the um, DJ Khaled album, but um, I guess he's still waiting. But um, I'm trying to find my, Oh, my favorite song on here on this project is um, Pots and Pants, Lil Duke and Nav. Nav, yeah. Nav hog, yeah. <laughs> the Nav song. Score one for the nav. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot to tell you. I'm officially, I've jumped off the Playboy Cardi bandwagon. I'm on a nav bandwagon now, man. Okay. I'm a nav stand. <laughs> I enjoyed his last album. Uh, what's it called? Good Intentions. I'm a okay. nav stand, man. So the fact that okay. you said the nav song was the best one, I'm yeah, rocking with that. That was the best song. The second best to me was the uh, uh, Watt Star featuring Skepta and Strip. Yes. That was a solid song. Outside of that, I think it's a cool song. Uh, I think it's a cool um, album to just listen to, just chill and listen to. I, I, it got some good production on there. It The, the only th- problem I kind of had with it, because I know it's not strictly a Young Thug album, but after a while, it was a bunch of people I had no clue who it was. And I was just like, man, it, it's, after a while, I felt like I was listening to somebody's mixtape. <laughs> with a bunch of different artists on there. So that was my only critique of it. But I thought it was solid, man. I uh I love the uh, the other song I love too is the um the um paid to find with Lil Baby. Mm-hmm. I thought that song was pretty solid too, man. Lil Baby be dropping some fire ass bo- uh verses, man. I can I can't even front. But uh shit, this this album to me was better than DJ Khaled's. I would go back to this more than DJ Khaled album. Uh, I 100% agree, man. I thought this album sounded amazing. Mm. And I'm definitely not the biggest Young Thug fan. But I have to say, man, after he dropped so much fun, like, I've really been converted. I Me honestly too. didn't see what people saw in him before that I heard that album. And now I'm like, okay, I get it. I like one song uh, from Young Thug um, before he dropped uh, So Much Fun. And that was the one Danny song. Glover. Yes. That was the only yes. song. I still listen to that song to this day. <laughs> that song's hard, man. It is. And um but now it's like I I'm more of a fan. It's weird because a lot of people would say, oh, the you know, the more famous he get, the more commercial we get. And it's like, I don't really care for him now. I like the old one. But mm-hmm. I like I like the new young thug, the newer young thug. I agree hundred percent, man. And I, I don't know, the production on this album is insane. To me, that's really what carries it to me. Like he yeah. has an ear for beats, man. And <laughs> the production on this is crazy. I agree. Uh, I liked uh, the song you said. Uh, I'm going through it now. Which was With it? The one? Oh yeah, pots and pans. Pots and pans was yeah. great. Nav, I think had the best <laughs> verse, of course. Uh, but Walkstar, I think, is crazy hard, man. Yeah, Skepta, Skepta is Skepta's, always on good songs, man. Yeah. And he don't even, makes any song good. He don't even sound like he's from the UK now at this point. He kind of yeah. blending in a little bit. <laughs> now, he 100% is, man. And, uh, yeah, Skepta's been killing the features for a while now, honestly. So that song was great. Maybe the best song on the album. But the whole album sounded good, man. I was really taken aback because, like you said, when I saw the track list and saw a bunch of niggas I never heard before, I was like, okay, you, you, we'll see what this is. I, I, I'll listen to it for the podcast. 
Like I've been bumping this for a minute now, man. No, I be, I found I found myself listening to a song, um, shit, trance featuring Carly and Young Blue. I don't know who the <laughs> fuck they are, but I I turned that shit up. Like, okay, this mm-hmm. beat sound hard. <laughs> like, like that shit, that would keep you, man. The production would keep you around. <laughs> 100% man and he definitely delivered on the production wise in this album it sounded great it sounds great in the car it sounds great in the headphones it's just some hard ass shit to bump with some heavy subwoofers like it, it's just a is a very good sounding album man I, I agree with the Drake song um, and I also think you know if this was Drake's first song with Young Thug maybe it would be like okay it's a good song but seeing as how he's done several songs with Young Thug, like a little baby, and they've been way better than this. Mm-hmm. I think our expectations is just a little higher. But yeah, I, I, this song was basically like a, a Drake solo song, honestly. Yeah. Like he, he, and I, I didn't think it was bad. This kind of felt like another maybe throwaway from Certified Lover Boy. I don't know. But it wasn't a bad song, but. I don't know. Drake Drake can do better, and he knows he could do better. So we'll see how the album works out. But uh, I didn't hate the song, man. I, I've gone back to it a couple times. The funny thing, the least, my least favorite song on here is a song with Future. Mm. I can't stand that song. <laughs> I don't know why now of all times Future decides to sing without autotune. Yeah. But it sounds horrible. <laughs> Like, did they forget to add the auto-tune? Like, what happened? Was the auto-tune man busy on Khaled's album? He didn't have time to do the <laughs> slime language, too. He's busy what working happened? with her. Maybe. Because Future sounded terrible on this song when he was singing. Yeah. I don't know what he was thinking, man. <laughs> that song sucked. It was awful. Mm. But everything else, the Kid Cudi song was good. Like, everything on his album sounded pr- at least pretty good to me. Yeah. Some songs were really good. Mm-hmm. So aside from that future's uh, track, I would give this a hundred percent mob ties qualified. Qualified on my end, man. How do you feel about it, Figgy? I agree, man. I think it's qualified. qualified. I agree. Okay. <laughs> Glad we in agreement, man. Because yeah. yes, check out Slime. Even if you ain't a, a Young Thug fan, check it out, man. You're gonna find some hard shit, and yeah. it's a nice listen to cleanse your ears from that DJ Khaled album. All right, I I got one more song. I, you know I gotta do. It. I gotta get your opinion on this, man. I seen this, I seen the song floating around. I oh, think no. you I think you might have weighed in on it a little bit. Okay. I, I need your thoughts. Okay. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Why, why couldn't the entanglements continue? <laughs> then we wouldn't have to hear this. Maybe if there was an entanglement at the very beginning, I'm just playing. She didn't left the red table talk to do this. <laughs> this is Willow Smith's new new song, by the way, with Travis Barker on drums, apparently. <laughs> This is not Avril Lavigne, believe it or not. This is Willow Smith. <laughs> it do give me those early nine or late nineties, early two thousands vibes. Yes. <laughs> okay. 
playing. Let, 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 let the hook play. Let the hook play. Okay. Hot take. I don't hate this song, man. I like it's it, man. Kinda, I like it. I'm not. It's catchy. I, yeah. I, I ain't gonna look. I, I guess I, I got to take myself out of this because I, I'm actually a Willow fan. I, okay. I listened to her a couple, uh, a couple of albums in rotation. <laughs> I don't think this is bad to me. I actually like it. Yeah, I, I look, man, I, I can't. I made fun of it because I do think it sounds like, you know, if you watch a lot of anime, uh, the opening move intro to an anime has a, a lot of songs that sound like this. <laughs> so I joked and said it sounds like some anime intro, basically. <laughs> like it sounds like very generic poppy rock a little bit. But look, man, we ain't have music like this in a minute. Yeah. And she could have easily went the 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 rapper what her's doing right now, like and even Jay. I like Jay's music, but a lot of songs he makes are songs anybody could make. Honestly, it sounds like typical rap trap beat sometimes. Yeah. Even though I think he he's good at it. Yeah. But I mean, I I applaud the going left field with it. I applaud the bringing the rock shit back. I ain't mad at it. Yeah. I don't hate the song, man. I think it's okay. Think I'm not gonna it blast it in my car. I'll give it a qualified. Qualified. Oh, <laughs> I think what it's, about you? I think it's qualified too, man. <laughs> Look, I enjoy it, man. I, I I was tempted to put this in a Serato, man, in the rotation, man. <laughs> I was tempted. I didn't I didn't do it yet, but I might give it a couple of listens and I might do it. But she, to me, if you listen to Willow Smith a lot, to me, this ain't really left field to her. She That's true. she kind of do she she kind of been going left field for a long time. So th- to me this wasn't even surprising. I I do like the nostalgic of it. This kind of rem- this sound like a song that would be on Matt and No 2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Play, uh you you playing in uh training camp and you doing yep. the drills and this song is playing. <laughs> so uh I I do I do appreciate that from her. But um I, I don't think it's bad, man. I, I I think I think she kind of found her lane. I don't even know what her lane is. But yeah. I, 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 man, I, I ain't gonna lie. They got some talented kids, man. <laughs> we can say what we want about them, but they're fucking talented, man. <laughs> I think they're way talent, more talented than their father as far as music. Yeah, 100%, man. Honestly, uh, yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I think people... I think people just see them as weird. And yeah. because of that, they judge their music. Like every time I tell somebody that Jaden Smith makes good music, they look at me like I'm crazy. Yeah. So I could tell like, man, you probably don't even listen to it. You just look at him and say, oh, he's weird. And he looks like he makes weird music. I'm like, give it a fair listen, dog. Now, if you, if, he's not bad. If that wasn't Will Smith kids, they people would like them way more in my opinion. I think I, agree. I think that's their biggest knock is them being uh, Will Smith and Jada Pickett's kids. Yeah, they, seeing her on Red Table Talk doing all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, and just you know, just knowing the history behind Will Smith and Jada, and you know, you know how rich they are. So mm. they're you know that's that's already a, a strike one on trying to get in the music game. <laughs> so you, you you've never had to struggle like that. There's no underdog story for them. Yeah. They've been rich all their life. Yeah, but if this was just a regular black girl or a regular black boy, 
they will fucking be on. They will. She, she to me, she kind of, she, she is like the black Billie Eilish to me. Yeah, I think I think she would be bigger than Billie Eilish if it wasn't for um her being the um, daughter of two big celebrities. I agree, man. I think that does kind of hold them back in a lot of ways. But then again, you know, they're still doing they, their thing. They're still they break. I, I they think a lot to, of their creative. They're trying to break away from it. They they've been trying yeah. to break away from it with the um, weird shit. But mm-hmm. yeah, man, I, they're super talented, man. Yeah, and in a way, I think that helps them be more creative because they don't have to chase hits. Mm-hmm. You know, they're gonna be good no matter what. It's not like their livelihood gonna depend on whether or not they make a top forty selling album or top number one streaming like they can just do their thing and be okay yeah so it kind of gives them freedom too so mm-hmm. there's also that yeah but yeah the, the song ain't people gonna laugh at us for saying that song qualified man but i don't <laughs> i can't i can't knock it dog it's kind of catchy and nostalgic way, I'm, so. I'm 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 like this close to being a willow stand man <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I love willow smith <laughs> yeah i think she cool man i think she cool all right, so it's time to get into some, and we're going to try to fit this into a not five-hour podcast because we got a lot yeah. of stuff to, to break down, a lot of stuff to react to. And uh, so we're we going to go right to it, man. Um, what are we going to talk about first? Okay, uh, let's keep it hip-hop. Uh, Method Man and Red Man did do the verses on April 20th. Uh, star-studded, in a way. 2020, right out 420. Yeah, the 420 show, of course. So, of course, 420, they're going to have the verses with Method Man and Red Man. Star Studded brought out RZA, Inspector Deck, brought out Keith Murray, brought out EPMD, mm-hmm. the reunion of EPMD. The whole Def Squad was out there. Uh, fuck it, I'll go first and I'm already talking. <laughs> I love this versus, man. I'll go as far as to say it probably was my favorite. I even watched the whole thing. I kind of watched in and out and I got to go back and watch the whole thing and really absorb it. Yeah. But I thought this out, this versus was great. And I thought at first it was going to be like, okay, friends doing the verses, but method man and red man are some of the most entertaining people I've probably ever seen perform. Like you could tell they really love performing and doing their songs. Mm-hmm. And I was fine seeing this as just it wasn't even a verses it was just a concert. It's a concert, yeah. It was some real hip hop shit, man. This is this was for this was for the real hip hop fans. This wasn't <laughs> for the 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 Johnny Come Lately ass motherfuckers who just want to interact <laughs> on Twitter and have hot takes. This is for mm-hmm. this was for hip hop heads, dog. Yeah, they played a lot. They played Method Man played the Riddler song <laughs> from the Batman Forever. He went into cuss I didn't think he would even touch. <laughs> so I I loved it, man. I loved every second that I watched, honestly. They still got it. Method Man don't even look 50. Yeah. Like Method Man looks super young. Red Man look a little older, but he's still, you know, yeah. delivering and performing and energetic on the mic. I have to say, this is probably my favorite verses, man. That this one and Snoop and DMX are definitely tied, probably for my favorite right now. But I might give this one the edge because there were so many guests coming out. Yeah. And it was so hype. So I loved it, man. I really did. What do you think, Figgy? Uh, I agree with you, man. This was probably my favorite. Just the way it was shot, man. This was shot just like a video. I don't know if it was the the trailer money or what. It wasn't just a, hey, let's sit down and talk and then rap a couple bars and sit back down. They were actually 
on stage performing, sweating. They uh, they had the fucking rags wiping the face. <laughs> I thought it was amazing, and um, I, I I always forget about Method Man. He's somebody that's in that fifty and up range that that uh, haven't really fell off to me. I think um, I think whenever he throw out a verse, I think it's still solid. He that's somebody who haven't really aged as far as um, raps either. But um, as far as the verses, I thought it was amazing, man. Um, Keith Murray <laughs> playing some Keith Murray, man. That that shit was hard. Um, I think I think them two need a, uh, another show, man. They I I know Matt the Man is into all the TV shows and movies and all that shit. They need to do some type of MTV show again. <laughs> Remember the show they had before. Yeah, I remember they had was punked the, before it, punked even existed. Exactly. Yeah, I remember the, that. It was the punk before punked. Yeah. And that show was hilarious. I, I don't know. You probably seen the clip floating around, but um The ludicrous one. Yeah, they made it, yes, it had a whack ass. Yeah. And uh I remember watching that when it first came out. I, <laughs> I was I think I might have been in high school or middle school or something, but yeah, I remember watching that episode, man. Like that shit was fucking hilarious. It was one episode where they put, they melted the Snickers and put it on the. Um, I want to say it was like a twenty dollar bill, and they put it out <laughs> on the street, and it was like, let's watch it, see if somebody pick it up. <laughs> and some old man picked it up and started walking with it. Hey, like, oh man, you nasty, you nasty nigga. <laughs> they started shitting on the old man for picking up the money. <laughs> Oh man! But, you couldn't do that now. You couldn't do yeah. that now. That's that's homeless shaming or something. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I think these two are so entertaining, and that's what I think. That's the important part about these verses. We we seen it with the Rick Ross and Two Chains. It's it's not about we're past the music at this point. <laughs> it's not about you know oh my songs are better so I should be matched up with this person. You really gotta have personality. You gotta have energy. You you're sitting there performing pretty much. So do it how you would do it at a at a concert. You ain't gonna just sit there and see in a concert. You know, make make that shit live, man. And that's what they did. And early on, we was wondering why. You know, how is a Met the Man versus Red Man gonna work? Or, you know, two friends or two part partners or teammates going against each other, but. They they making it concert like and I, I thought versus was over. To me, it maybe it could be it it could be, but this one it shows that you can still do something with it if you do it right. It it it, it it's not gonna be on uh, the Instagram where one person is on one camera, the other person on the other camera. I think in a concert setting, like a tiny desk type of setting, I think it can still work. You just gotta have the right people with the right energy and make it a a, a concert like and and throw in some surprises, throw in some special guests. That's the type of stuff that make you be like, wow, like damn, I never saw that coming, and that and that shit make history for real, for real, because we haven't saw EPMD in a long time, and expect the deck. We never see people from Wu Tang outside of the the uh, the normal, <laughs> so. I think it was dope, man. I I really enjoyed it. It was shot very well, and um, man, I, I that's probably one I'm, I'm gonna go back and watch just to watch. It was just super cool, man. And um, I th- I think they need another album too, man. 
they they made some really good music. And, and it's it's crazy. I don't know if you even thought about this, but it's crazy how um, Met the Man kind of separated himself from the Wu Tang brand and made a whole nother brand with Red Man, and the music don't even sound Wu Tang ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that make any sense, it was it's like two different it's like two different Method Man. You wouldn't even think that was the same Method Man. Yeah. <laughs> So it's 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 amazing how he came from this gritty Wu Tang, and went to a po- uh, more of a polish, I guess uh, I don't even know what type of style that is. It's more of a EPMD ish style, I guess that type of style. I don't even know what type. I don't even know how you explain that style. But going from Wu Tang to that, I I think it's dope, man. And he and you could argue and say that that music is probably better than than some of the Wu Tang shit. I think a hundred percent, man. Honestly, like his his Takal was a classic album in the way we call all old albums classic. Yeah. But honestly, you can't really listen to that whole album back to front. There are some great songs on it. It has a great it got some gritty Wu Tang feel. But Blackout, you could argue, was better with Red Man. You know, we don't talk about Blackout Two. That didn't happen. <laughs> uh, and also another thing that one thing that annoyed me is Red Man announcing Muddy Waters Two. <laughs> You know how I feel about album sequels, man, especially 20, 30 years after the first one. I don't like that, but whatever. I mean, I'm down for more music from Red, man. He could still rap. I got to check out his latest album. I wonder, do he rap the same? Is he kind of like the Devin Devin the Dude when it comes to music? Because you can listen, because um, shout out to Devin the Dude. When I listened to his new album, it made me go back to his first album just to see, you know, how it stands and it sound damn near the same. The only thing that um, his first album, the product, you could tell the production isn't as crisp, and that's because of you know the times that, that album came out in what ninety eight, mm-hmm. whatever. So uh, or around that time. So just by default, twenty twenty one production is way more clean. Yeah, but it sound he the way he rapping the, the the lyrics all that shit he still sound the same. So I wonder if that would be similar with Red Man. Yeah, could be. Um, yeah, I think he's raps pretty much the same way. He's more polished. Of course, he sounds a little older, but no, nah, he's still raw with it, man. And that actually brings up another debate I saw, or at least a question posed on Twitter, which I think is interesting and, and honestly kind of true. Um, they asked, do you think that Redman uh, is underrated because he's funny? And when I heard that, I think of, you know, a lot of people will... People you probably wouldn't expect respect Redman basically thinking that he's one of the best to ever do it. I remember, I think he had a birthday. He was on Shade 45 and Eminem called. And Eminem said, man, you so inspirational to me. I thought you were the best rapper ever at the time. And you inspired my style so much. And I'm sure most Eminem fans barely even know who Redman is. Yeah. <laughs> but And they think he's the best rapper ever. And Eminem is calling red man and saying man i thought you were the best rapper ever yeah so do you think that red man is underrated because he's more comedic do you think they don't respect him because i mean you hear the verses he the the verses were fire that he was spitting man the bars multi-syllables like he was really spitting in that verses with his songs yeah do you think he's underrated because he's more comedic and more of a character than he is a serious gangster rapper or whatever um that's a good question, man. 
I want to say no, because I I feel like his bars are still respectable enough where people won't just say ah nah because he you know he a little too comedic. But it could be man. Be I, I think somebody like Red Redman inspired a lot of people man. Yeah, uh, to me, I I feel like Ludacris is a poor man's version of Red Man. Yeah, like I see Red Man all over Ludacris. <laughs> So, um, and a lot of people say Ludacris don't really get talked about this uh, enough, but um, I think so, man. Maybe, I I think I think maybe that is something because I don't know. I I always enjoy Redman's raps, his bars and all that. And um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's because he. Well, was he super mainstream? I don't think he was super mainstream, though. Maybe. I know his music videos got played on MTV a lot at one point. Yeah. But I don't know if that I, makes him a superstar. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think I think during those times, a lot of rap videos were being played, too. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. Maybe maybe the way he carry himself. Because he, he, he walk around like he a regular nigga. We we seen it from the MTV Cribs. <laughs> yeah, best episode of MTV Cribs ever. Yeah, so I maybe that was the problem, and people kind of look at them like, oh yeah, that's just Red Man. But um, may, maybe that's it, man, because you know we we cool with a lot of people like Jack Freeman and Fat Tony and stuff like that. We we look at them like, oh yeah, that's that's Jack Freeman. But um, we we kind of look at him as like, oh no, he 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 like one of us, but he's a really dope ass singer. You know what I mean? And I think he will be up there um, soon, if not later. Maybe maybe people look at Redman like that because he not he not really flashy. He just a, a a regular nigga that smoke weed. He you know he come. You see what he was wearing at the verses. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's it. Maybe if he was way more flashier, maybe he, you know, maybe he would be in the conversation. Yeah, I think it's true, honestly, because when you think about it, most people know him from like the comedic stuff from the How High movie. Um, I think that's where he got most of his national fame. But if you're really into hip hop, you know, Redman was killing it. He's been killing it. During the time of Giants. Since 91. (laughs) Yes, he was on tracks with Biggie and Pac, man. Was he on the Biggie song? I can't remember. I think he was was on the Biggie song. Definitely on Pac's song. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, he was doing it in a a time of Giants, man. And a lot of people respected him as one of the most lyrical rappers of that time. Uh, I I do think people kind of downplay him. But honestly, if somebody told me they think that Redman's top five, he he probably ain't in my top five. If somebody told me they had Redman in their I, top five, yeah. I wouldn't knock it. I wouldn't say you tripping. Yeah, I wouldn't look at them crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, I understand it, man. And I think, that, I think there's some truth to it. But to wrap it up, uh, I also did think the, uh, you know, we did think or question whether Versus would sell out now that they sold to Triller. But based off that Method Man and Red Man thing, I think it's been a good thing for the whole event because, like you said, it looked a lot more polished. It wasn't just two niggas sitting in a room with bad camera angles. No, it was a dynamic camera on a stage. Yeah, DJ was right there with them. Sounded clean. 
I got to say, man, if this is selling out, it was a good sellout because the production value jumped immensely with this last versus. So I really appreciated that. Yeah, it, it was dope. And um, I think yeah, if they keep doing it like this, I, uh, I know uh, the next next one is I want to say is, uh, is it? Mother's uh, Day, SWV and Escape. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I, I couldn't think who it was, but. I'm not sure how they're going to do with that because it's R&B. <laughs> yeah. And they're not going to be running around the stage like uh, Method Man, Red Man. If, but if they do keep that same energy, I, th- I, think it could, I think it could go some more, man. And when everything opened back up, I could see them doing the tour. So I, 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 th- I think that setting is cool, man. And I think we talked about that a bunch of times. Um before versus, I want to say people doing kind of like little battles or something like that, going back and forth on tour. Like I would go see that, and um, if, if they did do a tour, uh, I would definitely go see Red Man and Met the Man. And I heard they they their shows be fucking off the chain. They be flying oh, all yeah, over the definitely. place and shit. So yeah, man, that was a very good versus. I agree hundred percent, man. I enjoyed it a lot. Probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite period that they've done so far and looking forward to the next ones man honestly i thought it, we thought it was going to be ending we thought they had done everything but honestly i'm fine with it being more of a concert vibe than a actual battle me too so i, I love this one man it really appreciated the guests coming out so yeah, yeah. Just- if you ain't watched it yet try to watch it on some some kind of streaming service whatever they got and it's definitely worth your time if you're a hip-hop head we highly recommend it Mm-hmm. Uh, so other things like we said we got to run through some of these because we've been talking for a minute uh, we got to bring this up because this did happen in, in the time we were off as well so uh, Derek Chauvin uh, the trial had been going on for weeks uh, we saw all the evidence presented we saw the police chief and everybody medical people testify and say what they believed um, and the, the verdict came in the, the the proceedings ended, I think, the next day they announced the verdict. George Floyd's killer, Derek Chauvin, the former police officer, uh, was found guilty on all charges. Um, and so, yes, luckily, you know, the, we didn't have the the and that's the crazy thing about it. The fact that we were even surprised by this. But yeah, we've seen this shit go left so many times that you never really know. It was shocking that he was found guilty of murder. <laughs> that was yes. on video. Yes, <laughs> which is crazy, but I mean, fucking America. So, uh, and also, uh, there was a, a lady who was shot in Columbus, Ohio. This actually sparked a spicy discussion between Dr. Umar and DJ Envy. <laughs> a woman was shot in Columbus, Ohio, 15 year old girl, or 15 year old girl. Uh, by a police officer, she was apparently wielding a knife at one point, a shot in the chest four times, which was excessive, no matter what you think should have happened. But uh, so, I mean, I don't want to get too deep in and bring this in because this could be a whole podcast itself, man. Yeah. But w- what what were your thoughts on the Derek Chauvin, George Floyd verdict and, and the uh, police killing that happened? Basically, at the same time as his verdict was announced, um, I was, 
I like I don't want nobody to get offended, but I kind of laughed a little bit because we were just celebrating, saying, "Damn, we finally got some justice for George Floyd." And you know, George Floyd, Big Floyd in Houston. Um, shout out to Third Ward. Um, I think his family got some. I guess uh, I don't want to say justice, but they they got an answer, pretty much. They, you know, I know they can sleep a little better at night knowing they got something. And shit, I want to say it wasn't even a, two hours after that. And there was another shooting of a um, 15-year-old girl in Columbus. And um, I don't know, man. It's just, it wasn't even surprising to me. I, I just shook my head and said, wow, like, it, it's crazy. And I'm wondering with that shooting, I don't want to get too deep into it, but... I'm wondering, I feel like Ohio got some type of law where it's just pull up and shoot. <laughs> because this is like the third time something like this happened in Ohio. Two of them happened in Cleveland. We all know, we all seen the video of Tamir Rice. And they just yep. pulled up within not even five seconds and killed him. And then there was another, um, it was another like a high speed chase that wasn't even supposed to be a high speed chase. I don't even know if you heard about this. But um, it was a car that kind of, I don't know if you know the term backfire in a car. I guess mm -hmm. something, it was a raggedy car and it made a noise that sounded like a gunshot. And a cop thought that car was shooting at him. And so um, they that, that car ended up taking off for real because these cops was, it was a bunch of cops chasing them. And it ended up in East Cleveland, and they shot the car up like 125 times, and come. And of course, the two people in there died, and um, it was no weapon, no, it was nothing in there. <laughs> and I think those people, I, I, I want to say they got off too, but yeah, it's it's kind of weird in Ohio when it comes to police just pulling up and shooting. But um, as far as that situation, real quick, I, 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 I ain't trying to sound like DJ Envy, <laughs> but I kind of understand, um, I guess, from a, a parent's point of view, if your child or your loved one is getting attacked with a knife, you don't care. You want, you want the cop to stop that no matter what. But... I, it's it's really messed up if you hear the whole story. The little girl was a teenager, and it uh, uh, it's it's really unfortunate. They said she was being bullied, so she went back and was trying to defend herself. I guess it is really unfortunate, and it was it was I, I hate when this type of stuff happened because you know black Twitter gonna go against each other. They're going to argue all day long and saying, you know, I, I just hate people saying stuff like, hey, th that cop should have shot that girl. Because if it was my daughter, I wouldn't want the cop to do the same thing. But put yourself in that position if your daughter was getting bullied mm -hmm. and she took it in her own hands to go handle that without consulting with you. She went behind your back to go defend herself because she's tired. Do you want a cop just pulling up, just killing your kid because of that? I, I think it's I think it's a better way we should handle that, and uh, I, th I I think the police got to do better. <laughs> I know we keep having the same conversation, but there's no way in hell this girl should have been killed. 
Yeah, man, I, I agree. And to go back to the uh, George Floyd and Derek Chauvin verdict, um, I wasn't like, to me, I saw the writing on the wall as soon as the police chief came out and shitted on him, as soon as the medical examiner came out and said, no, he did kill George Floyd, he murdered him. Like, as soon as these things happen, I could tell, okay, the system has given up this guy. You know, they fed him to the wolves at this point. Because usually police, you know, the thin blue line, they protect their own. So the fact that the police turned on him, I'm like, okay, it's over now. So the verdict didn't surprise me. And especially when it was decided that quickly, I was like, okay, he's definitely going to be found guilty. It didn't move me, man. I didn't feel like doing a victory lap over it. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like a lot of Twitter did saying, oh, thank goodness. Thank like I didn't feel that because I, I feel like a corrupt system will always sacrifice individuals to keep that corrupt system in place. A broken clock is right twice. A day. Yes. And I didn't like those things like uh, Angela King. And I, I like Angela King. Her name is it's Angela King, isn't it? Uh, I'm thinking of the lady who not. What's her name? The Angela, lady who was at the Oscars. Angela Ra? Is it Ra? Nah, 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 nah. Nah, I gotta look this up. <laughs> I'm tripping now. Or Regina King. Regina King, okay. Yeah, Regina King was at the Oscars. I don't know where I got Angela King from. <laughs> Regina King was at the Oscars, and she made a comment, some something that says something like, uh, well, I, I you know, if there was a different verdict in in, in that case. I would have traded these Oscar shoes for marching shoes. I'm like, no, maybe you should still march. Yeah. You know, the the fight ain't in because (laughs) one battle was won. Mm -hmm. You know, the the system ain't ain't destroyed. And like we saw, like the problem ain't solved. two, Two hours later, somebody else got killed by a cop. Exactly. So the problem ain't solved, man. I don't like because I see this makes me feel like the Joe Biden election where it's like, whoa, problem solved. Yeah. Back back to normal. (laughs) And nobody cares about politics no more. We see the same bullshit happening under this administration. But suddenly the liberals are making excuses about it. (laughs) You know, so it's I, I just it didn't excite me. Like, yeah, I'm glad he wasn't somehow under some crazy bullshit found innocent. But I, I wasn't happy about it. I didn't honestly feel anything because I knew that this was a move to keep the corrupt system in place. And er- everybody was talking about defund the police. Everybody was talking about abolish the police. And now it's like, OK, see, the system works, guys. We get rid of the bad apples. See what happens? Not even considering the fact that the only reason this got this far is because it was video evidence. Yeah. And I, so imagine if there was no camera there. Imagine if there was no camera. You think he would have really been found guilty of all this? Yeah. No. And just think about this, though. Remember when it first happened? And I mentioned I mentioned this. I, I mentioned how this feels. This one feels different because this ain't the first time we brought up a police shooting, an uh, unarmed black person. But this one felt different, man. You had people like J.J. Watt saying how disgusting it was. Yes. You had all the whitest people in the world weighing in saying, hey, justice for George Floyd. So this, I I knew this was different. It would have been insane if, if this cop really got off. 
after you know people like JJ Watt and all these other people said, "Hey, nah, this is he killed this man." That would have been crazy. So I think I, I agree with you. I think it was no way they were they they were going to let him go like that. I think they had to give him up due to the to the media pretty much. Because all the other ones, people really wasn't weighing, white people really wasn't weighing in on that. But this one, everybody was weighing. It it changed everything, man. <laughs> it changed every. It, it got it, it got the NBA <laughs> doing all yes. the Black Lives Matter stuff. It changed everything. It was all, it was all during the quarantine, or before the quarantine. It, it was around that time, and it fucking changed everything. It, it changed how we view. It it, it show everything. So this was the this was the straw that broke the camel's back, I guess. And so I, I think it was no way they were gonna find that dude not guilty and let him walk loose like that. I think they had to give him whatever, give him some time. I don't know. I don't know how much time you're gonna get. But yeah, and that's one thing we don't know yet. But yeah, but we'll see. They had to say he was guilty of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I agree, man. So, um, yeah, um, like I said, that could be a whole other podcast, but that's our kind of quick and abbreviated thoughts on it. And, uh, yeah, so nothing changes in my opinion, but whatever. Um, uh oh, this is a gems and juice breaking news, gems and juice breaking news, breaking news. The Houston Texans are about to pick. A player in the draft. Let's see who they gonna pick. Will they pick a quarterback? Let's find out. Yes, we are. We're listening live to the Texans radio broadcast of the NFL draft. The Texans about to pick. Who are they gonna pick? Figgy, make a quick prediction. They um they talking about a quarterback. I don't. I never heard of this quarterback. I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. Like I watch college football all fucking day long and analyze these players. I'm not John Harris. I'm fluent in the first right round. Here, I mean, that, that's Outside the folks have to take no matter who it is. I think they're gonna pick a. I think they're gonna pick a quarterback. That's good to know. He's spicy if they do. Uh oh, Chester Pitts coming out. Uh oh, uh oh, Chester Pitts. First of all, here we go. I hope y'all having some fun because this is crazy out here. This draft is awesome. Much love to the traveling Texans. My guy right here. 24 years of marriage, happy anniversary to his wife. I just found out I walked across stage. Show his wife okay, some Steve love. Okay, Steve Harvey, come on. Show his wife some love. <laughs> if I took my wife what's happening? to the draft, I'm going to This ain't no stand-up routine. Yeah. And now's the pick. Oh, my dad oh he said he's about to tell us a quick story. But he loves the Cleveland Browns. When I was a kid growing up, the Brownies this, the Brownies that. Jim Brown, he's going to be all right this Nigga year. Lying, man. <laughs> when I got drafted, he wanted the okay. Browns to draft me. I didn't get that lucky. Chester, why you lying, man? I got man? drafted by the Texans, so it's all good, baby. All right. With the 67th pick quarterback, quarterback. in the 2021 mm. NFL Draft, my Houston Texans select okay. Davis Mills, QB from Stanford. Uh-oh. Go Texans, baby. Oh. It is Doc Davis Mills is a Houston air horn, Texan. Air horn, air horn. Oh. Oh my God! Oh. <laughs> the Texans have their quarterback. Drop some motherfucking bombs for our new quarterback. <laughs> oh my God! Deshaun oh. is out of here. 
pack your bags, man. Need the massage tables. <laughs> You're done. The fuck out of here, Deshaun. You're done. <laughs> oh, my God. We ain't even putting a number four in the ring of honor, motherfucker. <laughs> we, you done. You out of here. Slime season is over, baby. Yes. <laughs> oh Take the rap God. off the Texans radio bumpers. <laughs> <laughs> no more of that, okay? No more of that nonsense, that malarkey. Oh, my God. Yes. It's about to be a crazy offseason. So let me see who this man is, because I have no idea who that is. A quarterback for Stanford? Yeah. Davis Mills. Davis Mills. Let me look him up. What does he look like? Is he black? I don't know. That's the big question. No, he's white. He's oh, super shit. white. Oh, yeah. oh, God. Okay. <laughs> hmm. Let's see. The draft report for Houston Texans QB. He is 6'3", 217 pounds, positive, above average arm strength, and throws a very catchable ball. Okay. Consistent, tight footwork on dropbacks and in the pocket. Has been well coached and shows polish. Shows the ability to operate and deliver throws on time and in rhythm in a variety of concepts. Good height and above average bulk for the QB position. Adequate athlete. Not a true creator, but flashes the ability to throw off platform or run the ball when needed. So he ain't going to be Houdini Deshaun Watson, apparently. But he can maybe he could be Aaron Rodgers at best. A little bit athletic. Gets you the first down when he needs. But I don't know. I'm looking. On, I'm looking on this Instagram now. All of his, pi- bro. I better see a picture of Jesus, bro. All of his pictures is in black and white. Oh my goodness, <laughs> he's one of those negatives. Robotic <laughs> to a fault at times when going through progressions. Uh oh, that sounds very Brock Osweiler ish. Oh shit. Would like to see him shortcut his eyes and feet more consistently. Will wish his receivers open at times instead of working to check it down. Throw some head scratchers. Okay, that's really not good. <laughs> Bell's throws when he's late or doesn't come off a progression. Damn. Has had several operations on his left knee that's caused him to miss a good chunk of time in college in high school. I'm not feeling good about this now. Man, they spent the so third round pick prone. on this dude. He's injury prone. And he apparently has trouble when pressured in the pocket. Damn. I don't know about this, man. Damn, man. I guess he's more <laughs> about family faith and football. That's what really matters. The culture is the only thing that matters with the Texans. We have to realize that. Yeah. You know, it's not the football play on skill the field. is secondary. It's, yeah, it's not the play on the football. Football is actually last. It's yes. faith, family, football. Yes. So it has to come third. <laughs> also, are you the first guy in and the last guy out? Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you practice well? Are you tough, you smart, dumb, dependable? You're DeAndre. Yeah, tough, smart, dependable. <laughs> are you those three things? If you are, then we'll keep you around for 10 years. It don't matter how shitty you are. Okay? If you ain't good at practice, I don't care if you're DeAndre Hopkins, we'll give you away for a second-round pick. Man. So, I, need to drink I don't know, this, man. man. Let me see what the Twitter sphere. I, I follow a bunch of Texans people. Let's see what they're saying about this. Let's, let's tune in. Let's see what they're saying on the radio. Oh, they on commercial. On commercial. How you go to commercial rather yeah, than pick? I know. Come on, Mark. They might as well go home after this, honestly. Right? <laughs> Who the fuck huh. else they going to pick? <laughs> I'm trying to look for Texans fans to see what their reactions are. Okay, I need to refresh my timeline. Make sure it's showing the newest tweets first. Okay, good. 
Okay, what are people saying about this Texans pick? I see. I see, see one. Some people, somebody said, "Why did this pick give me Tom Savage vibes?" Yeah, <laughs> after reading that rundown, it kind of seems like Tom Savage, uh, dude from Houston, Ryan. What's his fucking name? Ryan Mallet. Not yeah, Ryan Mallet too, but also Case Keenum vibes. Oh uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Somebody um, said, "I like the pick yeah, this, because it tells me the pervert is out of here." Yeah. <laughs> Cody Stute says, waste of the pick when the Texans are picking 1.1 next year. <laughs> John Lopez says, counting Deshaun Watson, the Texans now have four quarterbacks. No, I think they have three. <laughs> I don't think we can really count Deshaun right now. Yeah. Davis Mills from Stanford to the Texans. Okay. In my Cheddar Bob voice. <laughs> so many other holes to fill, and they take a QB. Why? Just wait until next year when you're picking top five. I hate this dumpster fire of a franchise. Mm. Being a Texas fan is kind of different. Is a different kind of pain. Lance Zerlin says, "Here's my oh, can we? Oh yeah, I thought he was on. I think actually he yeah, he's on a competitive. uh, Okay, anonymous person (laughs) says, here's my NFL scouting profile for Davis Mills. He has the ingredients to be an NFL starter, but injury and lack of experience create additional uncertainty. Deshaun is officially finished as a Texans quarterback. Unofficial, but you know, (laughs) yeah. So I think that pretty much seals the deal, man. I think." Yeah. I mean, we and we knew this. We knew yeah. Deshaun wasn't gonna play again for the Texans. Uh-oh. We here, knew this really. Here, here go the play. money tweet right here. Davis Mills went to a Christian high school, so uh, yeah. Mm. 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 No, that's what really matters. Is this a Jack Easterby pick? Of course. Seven one three five seven two four six ten. If you want to get in, did Jack, Jack Easterby Easter. make this pick? He is definitely involved in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> Do you think they really building the coat? They're getting, I think that they're, they're getting all the people that are re- super religious. And I, I know I know everybody on the team can't be, mm-hmm. but it's obvious all their main pieces are super religious from coaches. To uh, most of the coordinators, to the GM. <laughs> I mean that—that's how the franchise has always been. They've always been, you know, very image conscious, very personal conscious, very work ethic conscious, more so than talent conscious. Mm. You know, so that—that's always been their Steve's. But they've—it does seem like they've kind of kicked it into overdrive, especially since Jack Easterby got here. Yeah, you know, so. I don't know, man. I, I mean, the Texans are going to be a bad football team next year, no matter who they picked in the second round. Like, it wasn't going to be good for them. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know what to say. Like, we already knew Deshaun was done in Houston, unfortunately. Now it's more confirmed, I guess, if you had any any thoughts that he might actually stay mm-hmm. or they might try to work things out. I think that ship has been sailed. Yeah. So... It's kind of fucked up because if they would have traded them before the draft, they could have got a top five pick probably, or at least a top ten pick, and, and been in the first round. Uh, now, honestly, yeah, you're right. Uh, and they could have got maybe a better if they wanted to get a quarterback. Maybe they should have tried to get in the first round and get a actual quarterback. 
someone who's not injury prone and doesn't have a lot of negatives like this guy seems to. But also, like, Deshaun's trade value ain't going nowhere. Like, I think it's pretty bad now. But I think in a year after all is said and done with these legal proceedings, I think his trade value will increase to at least somewhat close to what it was before all this happened. Mm. You know, time heals all wounds. People forget shit. And once everything is settled and squared away, people are going to look at Deshaun Watson like, wow, he hasn't played in a year. He's hungry, talented, ready to come back. He's probably going to post some videos of him working out, doing some Colin Kaepernick type stuff, and everybody's going to get thirsty again. So I don't hate the choice to not trade him right now. I mean, it would would have been nice to have a first-round pick, but no matter what, the team is screwed this next season. So Yeah, and even if they trade him, let's say they trade him this offseason or, you know, before the regular season, they probably ain't going to get the top 10 pick unless Deshaun go to a team and they do bad. If he yeah. if he go to like the Broncos or something like that, they might be they probably going to win 10, 11, maybe 12 games. <laughs> so, I don't know unless they get some players back or something. They kind of screw either way. <laughs> yeah, would have been nice to get Aaron Rodgers, but yeah, oh well. that nigga said, I'm cool. I'm I'm done yeah. with y'all. <laughs> nah, you ain't going to a team worse than the Packers. So. <laughs> yeah, that was unfortunate. But so that's our instant reaction to the Texans. What's that, the second round? Third round. The third round draft pick. Oh, they didn't even have a second round this year, did that they? That was fucked, wow. man. <laughs> Damn. Okay, so that was a third round draft pick. Their first pick of the draft was in the third round. Number 67, yeah. new quarterback Davis Mills from Stanford. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's going to mm-hmm. be a wild all season, people. Buckle buckle up. Yeah, it's going to be a wild regular season, too. <laughs> what, what's your, given this draft choice, what's your win total for the Texans? Um, honestly, I think they could probably uh, squeeze out a good three or four games. Mm hmm. But it, uh, you know, I know they won four games last year, but they they probably going to pick up a couple wins, you know, in the garbage, you know, towards the end of the year, type thing on some garbage time type shit. So I I got them at, I would say four wins. They probably have okay. about four wins. I will say I think it, even though the Texans only won four games and they weren't a good team, I think they were better than four wins last year I think there was a lot of there was a quite a few fluke losses that just didn't go the Texans way but this year I think they will very much be what their record says and I think I'm gonna say two to three wins because Jacksonville got better uh the division I mean it's not the toughest division in the world but the Texans everybody got better yeah, yeah. the, the Col- Texans are the without a doubt wins. I think the worst team in the yeah. division now. Yeah, the Colts got um what's his name? Carson Wentz. The yeah. Titans, they drafting good players. And Jacksonville got Trevor Lawrence. So <sighs> ain't that shit crazy, man. As a fan, you you a Texans fan, man. Ain't that shit crazy how a couple years ago we we were talking about ASC championship. Yeah. And no trust twenty four nothing like to the Chiefs. And now to you know the franchise won out and even the fucking allegations, that shit, that shit is what you can't make that shit up, man. You would think this was still 2020. 
You really can't, man. And I always remember now because it's super kind of funny because John Harris, he has to do his job. I understand. But I remember, you know, when we were in the dregs of that four and 16, four and 12 season, like, and, and John Harris was talking about, you know, what keeps me motivated? What keeps me excited about the Texans? The one thing he said, the only thing he said was that we got Deshaun Watson still. Mm-hmm. He said that a lot of times during that tre- dreadful season. And, and honestly, that's how all of us felt. You know, yeah. as bad as things are, at least we got J.J. Watt gone, Deshaun Watson. DeAndre Hopkins gone, Deshaun Watson. Will Fuller gone, Deshaun Watson. That's the only thing hold, that was holding us to this team and hoping that we'll be able to do something in, yeah. in, in the regular season. And now... What's this motherfucker's name? David Davis Mills. M- Davis Mills. Davis Mills. We gonna get a hype over Davis Mills <laughs> and Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod. I'm gonna call him Tyrod. His name is actually Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. He's Tyrod until he proves himself and you, he can win it. You know, you know, it's fucked up with a uh, a nigga name is Tyrod Taylor, but niggas start calling him Tyrod and he don't correct him. Yeah. <laughs> like so, it you just let like niggas. You just let niggas call you Tyrod and that ain't your fucking name. <laughs> it took him like a year because I remember when he first came out, everybody called him Tyrod. It wasn't until like a few years in that he actually said, my name is Tyrod. Yeah, that was on hard It knocks. took him a while to actually correct people. <laughs> and most people still call him Tyrod. Yeah, he was so, just like, yeah, I just, you know, I just, you know, I just let people call me that. I'm like, man, what type of, <laughs> man, come on, man. Yeah, so, <laughs> yes. So that's our quick reaction. That's our sports take for the week. Davis Mills, new Texans quarterback. We assume he'll be what third string. Who is they have? Who who else do they have at quarterback? Um, what well, shit? Deshaun Watson, Terod uh, Taylor. Um, some nigga from Cincinnati. Else. Some nigga from Cincinnati. That he, I think he he actually beat the Pittsburgh Steelers last year. Um, Ryan Finley. Yeah. He ain't. Okay. He probably ain't gonna play. He barely yeah, played last not. year. Yeah, he barely played last year. But yeah. Um, now they officially have four quarterbacks on the roster, and we know they ain't going to keep four. And we have to guess which one's leaving. It's probably going to be Deshaun. Yeah. So very unfortunate, man. Sports are crazy. Yeah. You know, and, and Houston teaches you that really quick. <laughs> the Rockets went from a finals level team, a hamstring to the away worst team in the league. <laughs> The worst team in the league. The Texans went from championship aspirations to probably the next worst team in the league. The sports are crazy, man. If you really yeah. never, you really, <laughs> you had a spark when you started, and now you just garbage. That's, that's sports to a T, man. Yeah. Jay Z said it best. You had a spark when you started, and now you just garbage. That's how it'd be. So. Yeah. Shout out to Davis we'll Mills. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll keep an eye on that. We'll, of course, react to other things that happen once the season starts. But, yeah, that's our take on it. So, back to the podcast, man. Other things we got we to gotta, – we have so many good topics, man, but we don't have time to hit everything. Yeah. So, fuck it. We going to review the Mortal Kombat movie. Let's lighten things up a little bit. Man. Yeah. Give me that Mortal Kombat theme, Figgy. Cue that theme up, man. <laughs> Cue up the classic theme from the movie. The classic one we all remember. Mortal Kombat. That shit. 
because we need that from the 1995 movie, the movie that was the 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 shining jewel of our ch- childhoods. <laughs> you know, all of us remember sneaking in the arcade, playing Mortal Kombat when it first came out, all the blood <laughs> coming out, people having congress- congressional hearings about video games because Mortal Kombat, because <laughs> motherfuckers were tearing their spines out blowing each other up. They thought I was going to corrupt kids. Maybe they were right. There we go. There we go. There we go. I used to be in Taekwondo class as a kid, and they always played this song at the end when we hit the mat with a jump kick. And I always got hype. I always fell on my ass when I did a jump kick, but I still have fun. Damn. Look at that. Yes. I'm getting hyped. <laughs> I'm getting hyped. They brought it back. They brought back Mortal Kombat in 2021. They had made a new movie. It debuted simultaneously in theaters and HBO Max. It got all the cast of characters. It got Sub-Zero. It got Scorpion. It got Sonya Blade. It got some new nigga nobody cares about. Yeah. It got Jack. fucking Jax, Liu Kang, uh, the nigga with the hat, Kung Lao, Kano. <laughs> it got all your favorite niggas in it. And <sighs> it was what it was. Oh, what did that mean? So it was what it was. So, Figgy, I'll let you go first on this one, man. <laughs> what do you think about the new 2021 version of Mortal Kombat? All right. So, uh, I was excited to watch this, man. Um, I confession i never seen the 1995 one. <laughs> Ooh, wait I, a minute i never seen it <laughs> i never seen it wait have you still not seen it i still haven't seen it it's on hbo max man you gotta see well, it at least once okay i'm gonna I'm watch it I, i'm gonna watch it this weekend but i was super excited to see this i watched uh i watched it I ain't gonna lie i was kind of lost man i wasn't sure be fair i i haven't played mode combat in like 27 years to to be Damn. exact. So I haven't played it. I haven't played it on the new system or anything. I, the last time I played it was on, I think it was like a Sega Genesis during that time. Wow. So <laughs> that was the last time I actually played it. So I'm watching. I'm like, damn, who is that supposed to be? So I'm sitting there with my phone now Googling shit, <laughs> trying to Google <laughs> the characters. I'm like, is that Liu Kang? And I'm like, no, that's not Liu Kang. And uh, this is how cheesy the movie is. You had the character like, hey, who are you? Yeah. I'm, I'm Kano. <laughs> I'm Lieutenant Sonya Blade. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that, that was kind of helping me out a little bit. And like, <laughs> who is that guy walking across the hill? That's Luke Kane. <laughs> so uh, that helped me out a lot, but. I was kind of confused because I never really knew the backstory of Mortal Kombat. I just used to play the fucking games and fight each other with the characters. But I was confused because it seemed like it was, it kind of had Avengers, uh, I guess, uh, not Infinity War, but the the Civil War type of feel to it. Mm -hmm. Where it's like one set of characters going against another set of characters. And I was wondering, I'm like, damn. So I was shocked to see Sub-Zero, the bad guy, in this. So I'm like, damn, maybe maybe that's part of the story that I never really looked into, that he was really the bad person. But, um, yeah, I was, 
ain't gonna lie. I was into. I I enjoyed the um, the, the some of the fights and the gory shit, but I was kind of lost, man. I ain't understand. I, the one pointless dude that was in there, I ain't know who he was. I thought there was something I missed along the way because I didn't see the first movie. I, I was totally lost, but I, at that point, I was just eating popcorn, just enjoying the visual. <laughs> I I wasn't even following the storyline at that point, but um, yeah, man, I I th- I thought it was cool. I I just I I don't know. It's it's hard with video game movies, man. It's hard to make a really good video game movie. And um, <laughs> one funny part was um, towards the end. Um, when I heard that, get over here, mm-hmm. I got hyped when I seen it. I'm like, oh, I know who that is. <laughs> I'm like, I know who that is. <laughs> That's the Leonardo DiCaprio meme. You point at the TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was me for real. I'm like, oh, I, I know who that is. But um, outside of that, man, it was it was cool to watch, man, just to see some of the characters in real life. I was disappointed I didn't see Liu Kang do the bicycle kick. Maybe I missed yeah. it, but I think I think he did do it. Re- okay, I might have missed it. I think it. he did do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was I Liu Kang was one of my favorite players because he did the bicycle kick. Mm-hmm. And I expected him to do that way more. <laughs> I'm sure he probably just did it once, but I, I was expecting him to do it a couple times, but yeah, I it's it, it was it is what it is, man. It it was cool. It was a moment, but I wouldn't put that movie up there. Like, oh, you gotta watch this. <laughs> All right, so I'll break it down, man, because you know I'm a nerd. Yeah. I was actually a big Mortal Kombat fan growing up. I played pretty much all of them until four, which I thought looked ugly because it went 3d and it looked weird <laughs> but uh they made the ones on ps2 which was like the sequel and i, I played all of those i got into mortal kombat again and i played them for a good while i haven't played the newest ones that have come out because i just kind of i don't know i'm not really into it now but i always appreciate the story and that's one thing about mortal kombat a lot of games back in the day didn't really care about the story. Even Street Fighter ain't have no story. It's just niggas fighting in the street. Yeah. Mortal Kombat actually had like a pretty deep story. And it would tell you in the game, like before you're fighting, it would have like the profiles of the characters and say where they're from. Some people were gods. Some people were movie stars. Some people were Shaolin monks. And it would tell you the story about they're fighting in Outworld and all this stuff. It's kind of like, it's kind of Games of Thrones-ish before that was a TV show. But it, it was very, very intricate in the story for the time for a video game. And that's one thing the movie did well, because what the movie see you just that's one thing. I mean, you can watch the movie now and you probably think it's OK. But the movie when it came out was a fucking event. Mm-hmm. dog. when that movie hit in 1995, every kid who was a really a nerd, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> was getting super hyped, man. In the movie, honestly, as far as video game movies go, it was the best by a long shot because mm-hmm. it actually kind of followed the story of the game. It had people looking like they did in the game, doing the moves they do in the game, in the setting that was just like the game. Mm-hmm. So they got all the things right. Yeah, it's cheesy, very 90s Hollywood action movie bullshitty. The, the 
computer effects don't age well at all and it looks very cartoony now in some places but overall man is it, niggas fighting in mortal Kombat? it's really all you want yeah and it did that very well the fight scenes for the most part are pretty good and the story is what it is but it's entertaining enough and that movie i remember watching that movie so many times man i wore out the vhs <laughs> when i got it I bought the animated movie that was a prequel before the movie happened. I I was fully invested <laughs> in Mortal Kombat when I was a kid, man. Damn. So this movie comes out, and honestly, the way it's being promoted, I didn't expect that much from it, just because I it, it looked like they were changing too much for no reason. Like, instead of people just joining the tournament, now they're born with a scar that makes them chosen to be in a tournament. The shit like that was goofy. So, uh, but I'm like, okay, I'll watch the movie just to, you know, get that nostalgic feeling back. Maybe it'll be pretty good. I don't like the movie at all, man. I'll be honest. Uh, and not even offers no nerd shit. Okay, I understand they can't make these games to cater to nerds only. So I'm not even mad when they don't follow the game story. But like you said, they they went in certain ways where you only know some they they chose some obscure characters for this movie man like everybody knows sub zero everybody knows scorpion but they chose some characters that only people who are heavily in the game or or into the games even recognize which is kind of weird to me you know they didn't even put johnny cage in the bitch which was weird <laughs> Because he's one of the most famous Mortal Kombat people. I forgot about basically. him. Damn. Yeah, he did the nut punch. Yeah. Everybody remembers the nut punch. <laughs> but he wasn't in it. Damn. But they put random people from like Mortal Kombat 5 in it that yeah. were only in one game and never again. Damn. Which was weird. The story sucked. The new guy they chose was whack. I didn't care about him and his dumb family. <laughs> I didn't. His power was stupid. <laughs> it was I could I could t- honestly I don't want to spend too long because oh, I could break did. down why this movie was awful. Go ahead, but man. or you know what? They'll break it. We, we could break it down next week. I'm gonna have my yeah. Dude, I'm gonna have my movie guy on next week. I, I'll just say the two things I liked. I like Sub Zero and Scorpion. I like Sub Zero is not really a bad guy, but I didn't mind making him a bad guy. He was kind of like a Jason Voorhees type character. I like that, man. I, I was cool with it. The guy who played him in the movie, I think he's going to be one of the next big action stars. Like he's mm. been, uh, he was in the raid. If you ever seen that movie, great action movie. And I think his stock is rising. I think it's a good actor and he did a great job at sub zero. Mm. The guy who played Scorpion was a guy from last samurai. Great actor, great Japanese actor. Uh, good job. Good casting. I like their parts. Everything else I could have went without. <laughs> everything else to me kind of sucked man i like i said i didn't like the main character i thought it was stupid i didn't like how they spoiler alert kill kung lao <laughs> for no reason because it was not even shang sung kill kung lao and then they didn't even get the real fight with him to get revenge <laughs> he just disappeared and that was it i'm like wait a minute is this movie over is there a part two i didn't hear about so it, 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 it was whack, man. And I could get into why it was whack, but that'll take me about an hour. We get to Point it next is, week. Save it for next week. Yeah, definitely. So I would not really recommend it unless you're really bored or you just want to joke around with your friends and make fun of a bad movie. 
But all, all I'm trying to say is I'm not judging it off of nerd standards. I'm judging it by I like good, bad movies. This was a bad, bad movie to me mm-hmm. overall. It wasn't even entertaining in a fun way. It was just kind of stupid and boring and pointless. Yeah. But that's my opinion. You might you might uh have a different one if you watch it. So yeah, it was hard. Check that, it out if you want. It to. was really hard to kind of get into it. So um, yeah, it was hard to get into it. So um, I don't know, man. I usually a movie. I was I'm wondering because I, this is what I kind of miss about the movie theaters. When you go to the movie movie theater, you get you have no choice but to get into the movie. Cause it's right yeah. there, and you you probably won't have your phone out like that. But it was rough for me trying to get into it. But eventually I did. But I had no idea what was going on, man. And I, that's when I realized, like, damn, I haven't played Motor Combat since fucking nineteen ninety four or ninety three or whatever. Whenever it came out, I, I haven't played this since I had a fucking Sega Genesis. <laughs> well, I'll tell you as somebody who knows the plot of the games, it wouldn't help you make sense of the plot, man, in this movie. Because <laughs> yeah. the movie plot made no sense, dog. And it wasn't really like the games, Damn. even though it was based off the games. So, yeah, it really wouldn't help you. The plot of this movie was all over the place, and it was kind of crazy. It kind of feels like they chopped down a movie. Maybe it was supposed to be longer, because it was only like a, an hour 30, an hour 40. Maybe it was supposed to be longer, and they chopped it down. I don't know. But yeah, it really made no sense, man. It was it was kind of all over the place, and yeah, I wasn't a fan. It wasn't even fun in a bad way for me, so Damn. I didn't like it. But you know, like you said, maybe again we'll talk about it and break it down further level. Uh, real quick, other topics: um, Blueface. I don't care about that shit that much. Mayweather and Logan Paul. <laughs> so Mayweather. Let me see when this fight is scheduled first. I want to say is uh, is it August? Uh, they're going to fight on June sixth. June, damn. Yeah, June sixth at Hard That's Rock Stadium in Miami. Floyd That's Mayweather is going to make his return to fight a fucking YouTuber. <laughs> yes, How Logan much money Paul. He is getting. Uh, do you know? I don't see it. No, nah, I know I a lot. Yeah. I know a lot. Mayweather ain't gonna fight for nothing that's probably less than a hundred million, I would assume, all together. So but I don't know. Um, how do you feel about this, Figgy? Are you gonna watch the Mayweather Logan Paul fight? I'll probably watch it for free. I'm not paying for it. But it's man, it, I'm not a huge boxing fan. I'm I'm I ain't gonna sit here and say I'm this boxing guru and all this other shit, but me being who I am, I, I kind of feel bad for the sport, man, for the for the real fans, because this is this sound nuts, man. <laughs> just imagine just imagine back in the day, Muhammad Ali just chasing millions to fight some some dude on the street or something. And this they making this a big ass event and making you pay for it and all this other shit. This like hindsight, I mean, yeah, we probably we all probably gonna get excited and talk about this fight again, but this sounds so stupid, man. And I I know Floyd is a legend and he one of the greatest, but this is not to me. To me, this kind of make his stock go down for me. 
It does. It's like, uh, like it's 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 kind of corny. It's saying like he chasing money, or we know he chasing money by doing this. It's not even about a legacy at this point. It's 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 kind of bad, man. I, I'm I'm not really feeling. That. I'm probably going to look at it for free, like I said. But as a, a bot, I guess for boxing people, it's hard to put him up there now when you see him doing doing all this shit. This to me, this is worse than Muhammad Ali towards the end, you know, or Mike Tyson. I, I wouldn't say Mike Tyson's towards the end because I think he was fighting for the money too. But at least he was fighting a real boxer. Yeah, this is this ain't even that to me. I think that I think what Floyd is doing now is worse than that. I, like at least Mike Tyson was still in the ring trying to get it <laughs> against, a, a, I guess, an average boxer. But this, this is to me. This look like a, this is a circus to me. Yeah, it's bad, man. As a fight fan, uh, more so MMA these days than boxing now, because boxing is in a crazy place. But this has ruined everything. This Jake Paul, Logan Paul shit has ruined everything. Ruined MMA because Jake Paul just beat up Ben Askren, who was an MMA fighter, but he was a wrestler, not a boxer. The fight damn near looked rigged from what I saw. And now everybody in the MMA world is talking about wanting to fight Jake Paul, which you know you just want to do it for the money. Fucking Kamaru Uzman, who I'm a big fan of now, just knocked out Jorge Masvidal, talking about he wants to fight Jake Paul now. (laughs) She's disgusting, man. And I blame Conor McGregor and Floyd for all this because this started it. (laughs) This started the let's make a big money fight with somebody who's not a boxer. And just two shit talkers fighting, basically. Uh, and, and I hate this, man. I, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see Floyd go out like this. I thought the Connor thing was bad enough. This guy is a YouTuber, man. Like, he's not a boxer. He's not a fighter. This shouldn't even count. I don't know if it's an ex- exhibition or what. This shouldn't even count on Floyd's win record. Like, don't even don't even include this in anything. But it's annoying as a, a fight fan to see this dominate all the coverage in, in fight media, period, in boxing and in MMA. It's annoying, man. And I hope it ends, but I don't see it ending because the money is ridiculous for what they're getting and what they're doing. So I don't think it's going to stop. And I think I'm just going to have to tune out for a while because I can't stand this shit. Do you it's think, really annoying. Do you think um, Floyd is going through some things where he got to do these type of fights or he just – money hungry because remember we saw the the um the video of him fighting somebody over in japan or something yeah do the you, kickboxer guy yeah do you think this is just a money thing where you think he having some money problems or something because with all the money he's he's making he he ain't got to do a damn thing for the rest of his life but i don't know about it, that it's it seemed like he it seemed like he got some money it seemed like it's more of a money trouble where he still trying to entertain little fights like these to get this quick meal or whatever. I think it's a money thing. And I'm not to say, I'm not saying that Floyd is broke, but I do think he has an issue with saving money. I don't think he's really invested. And this is just speculation. But from what I see of him, I think he's very fast and loose with the money he makes. And I think it goes quicker than it comes. And he hasn't had a big fight in a while, in years. And so I think to maintain his lifestyle, he has to keep doing shit like this. 
Yeah. You know, it, I would much rather him be like a commentator or something to give, you know, to ease into retirement in a more respectable way than to fight non-boxers for money. Yeah. Anything would be better to me, honestly. So for him to do this, yes, it does smell of a money grab. And like I said, I'm not saying he's broke, but I do think he has an it's issue. It's definitely a money problem. His though. lifestyle, yes. Because if he was set, he wouldn't have to do this shit. He could exactly. just if somebody call him out, he could just laugh in their face and keep counting money. But yes. he keep going after these fights. And to me, it really raised the eyebrow with him fighting the uh the kickboxer. Yeah. It, it, that wasn't a pay-per-view fight or anything like that, I don't think. I think that just popped up like wow, he you know, this video of him fighting this kickboxer. And word on the street, he got this money. It it wasn't even official. <laughs> yeah, it was like an exhibition, basically. Yeah, so you know that was a money grab. He somebody probably said, "Hey, you can make a, a good five mil or whatever," and he probably like, "Hell yeah, let me do that right now." And any other boxer wouldn't do that. Yeah. So it it I I think it is a money. I know it sounds crazy to say because if you look at his last couple matches. You would think he was set, but these people be throwing going through this money. <laughs> so, you see what he brags about spending money on, man. Yeah. Like, if you keep that up every day of your life, you're going to need more money soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 50 Cent, I think 50 said the same thing. <laughs> so I I think it's definitely something going on where he needs he he need to do this shit. Because, otherwise, I, man, I would sit my black ass at home. I would pop up at other people's fights and just watch and just, you know, just chill. But I don't know what he's doing, but fighting YouTubers, man, that's making your legacy go down. It's annoying, man. It's really annoying. And I hate to see him go out like this, but whatever. That's Floyd. That's what he's going to do. So I just got to tune out the fight game for a little bit. 261, this last UFC event was really good. So I'm good on the sport for now, man. And that (laughs) boxing, too. Until uh, who who's fighting recently? Oh yeah, fucking uh, Tyson Fury is talking about fighting Francis Ngannou in the UFC. So like this circus shit is never ending. I, I give up. Yeah, whatever. These niggas can have their little mixed match, fucking MMA slash boxing fights that no real fight fan would care about because we know no MMA fighter is gonna beat a real boxer and no boxer gonna beat a real MMA fighter in an MMA fight. So whatever, do whatever you gotta do to get money. But I'm I'm tuning out for now. Yeah, it's it's getting worse, man. <laughs> Remember, um, we I think we talked about this last time of them doing some type of league of old boxers or yeah celebrities and stuff like that. I can still see that coming, man. <laughs> because I mean, people- Tyson Ty- Tyson did agree to fight Evander Holyfield again. Yeah, sixty some year old damn near Evander Holyfield. Yeah, so I could I. I can absolutely see that coming because I know we talking shit about it now, but it's people out there that will pay to see that shit. I know. And so I I think people do the same thing for these other fights. And I think instead of, instead of getting into the real competition fights, I can see these boxers and fighters saying, Hey, if I could get 10 million or whatever the price is just to fight some YouTube dude, (laughs) I, I shit, I would do that rather than getting in the ring with a, a a nigga that really know how to fight. 
and probably yeah, get, I mean, so. probably get less money. Yeah, so ultimately, I blame the casual thing. It's your fault, people. Stop people watching this shit. shit. People who are invested in this shit, people who are commentating on this shit, it's your fault. Stop paying attention to this shit, and it will go away, but it won't because y'all won't stop, so whatever. <laughs> and we gonna wrap this one up talking about one more thing. Fuck it. We gonna pull up the Steve Harvey audio, Figgy, <laughs> because once again, our podcast has started a trend that other niggas getting credit for. We we bring the conversation to the forefront, and then some people piggyback it and then get the credit for it, starting it and sparking it. <laughs> and as Steve Harvey apparently listened to our podcast because he made some comments about uh, men and women being friends and why he has no female friends. And let us listen to what Mr. Cleveland's own Steve Harvey. <laughs> got throw that to in there? <laughs> Let, let's see what. Nigga ain't been to Cleveland in over forty years. <laughs> hey man, he's still Ohio based. Man, come on, you can't shake that. You can't shake that. Let's listen to what Mr. Steve Harvey has to say about men and women being friends and why he has no female friends. Friends are men. I don't have female friends. I don't. I'm I'm incapable of that. Why? What do you mean? Well, because you know, come on. Because you have a wife. Well, I have a wife, and I don't, I don't really That's have why. female friends because, look, okay, let's get rid of this myth <laughs> right here. Okay, I'm going to tell you this. Let's get rid of this right here. There, you, you're an attractive woman. There are some guys somewhere saying, yeah, I'm, we're friends. No, that's not true. He's your friend only because you have made it absolutely clear that nothing else is happening except this friendship we have. We remain your friends in hopes that one day there'll be a crack in the door, a chink in the armor. And trust and believe that guy that you think is just your buddy, he will slide in that crack the <laughs> moment he gets the opportunity. Because we're most guys. And you think this way? 99.9% uh, of us think that way. Now, you know I hate to agree with Steve Harvey. <laughs> you know I don't like Steve Harvey at all. You know, I'm far from a Steve Harvey fan. I think he is the worst king of comedy, even worse than D.L. Hughley, who was pretty bad in that special, too. If you agree with but, him, I think you do like him. Look, man, <laughs> he, when you're speaking facts, a bro, like you said earlier in the podcast, a broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs> and I, I think, look, the way he framed it, because at first when I heard it, I'm like, okay, Steve Harvey probably being an ass. But the way he framed it, an attractive woman in uh, and and if you are, if a man is a a friend to an attractive woman, typically it is because you she's made that clear that that's all y'all gonna be. Because if there was an opportunity, you would be sliding in there. I do agree with that part. And men, the men who don't agree are ones who want to keep their game to themselves and not expose the world. And I I, I agree with that. I understand not, the game is to be sold, not told. <laughs> live the life you have to but i'm just trying to be keep it real with how men think if you want to call me a scumbag misogynist whatever only think of women as sexual objects whatever i don't think that but there is some truth to what he's saying it, as it pertains to very attractive women and men who call themselves their friends figgy i i don't disagree with that i think i think that's I think that's a broad statement as far as men wanting to, uh, you know, will want to slide in any chance they get. I don't disagree with that. I think 
I said it last time. I think men will smash anybody. <laughs> no matter what, I think they'll smash any woman. <laughs> it's, it, you, we see a whole bunch of men smashing questionable women <laughs> out here. But my thing is, I think it's, I think it's still possible for a man to, um, to be a true friend to a, a, a good-looking woman. I, I I I really think that I'm not I'm not saying that guy is going to say oh wait a minute hold on you want to have sex no like we're <laughs> friends I would never do that you're my friend I I don't think a guy on this earth would do something like that but I do think it's possible to have a real friend that's beautiful <laughs> I I don't think uh, uh I, I I it's just hard for me to believe that uh. uh a guy can only be a real friend to an ugly chick. I, I think I, you can really have a, a, a real friendship with a beautiful woman. And this goes back to, because like I said in the original debate, I think we're basically saying the same thing. But I think the difference lies, and I know you framed it a certain way on social media, so people shit on me. I don't care. Jack Freeman has to smoke for me. I saw that shit, Jack. Whatever. But it was framed that way to get to, to inspire discussion, I feel. I'm not saying that a man cannot be friends with a woman who's attractive. Of course, that's silly. You can be friends with anybody you have common interests with, makes you laugh, et cetera, et cetera. My feeling is that the friendship on the male side is a little bit fake just because if the opportunity arose to change the dynamic of the friendship forever and erase a good part of it by having sex, a man would do that without a second thought. You know, so that's the only thing with me. But of course, there you can have a genuine friendship with a woman who's be. I'm not saying that that's the some. And sometimes, you know, there are beautiful women that get on my nerves, and I would not even entertain being a friend to them at all if it wasn't sexual. But there are some women who I know I have no chance with. But hey, you know, she's actually funny, make me laugh. So I, I would entertain the friendship. But at a moment's notice, if she gave me a shot. And then if it got weird and she said, we can't be friends no more, I would probably say it might be worth it because at least I got to hit. So <laughs> I don't know. man. Maybe I'm just different. Maybe you can, uh, you're a scumbag, whatever. But I think I was just being honest with how men are built. But yeah. I'm not, I was never saying that men and women can't be friends if they're attractive. I'm just think, I just think it's a little bit, you know, shysty on the man's side because of how we think as men. But that's just me. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think men was like I said. I think men would smash anybody, and I'm not. I I know us personally will be. You know, we got the people we wouldn't. You know, we don't find attractive, and we wouldn't smash. But nine times out of ten, men would smash anybody. They would smash any woman, ugly or not, <laughs> as long as they got a nice body and they sitting around bored. They would do it. They won't say, "Hey, no, I'm you know I'm not interested." Uh, it's a, it was, I know a bunch of guys, including myself, that had one of those nights where it's just like, damn, she ain't she ain't cute at all, but fuck it. <laughs> I ain't got nobody else. So I think, like I said, I think it's a broad statement saying the guy will, you know, if they had that chance, they will take it. We yeah. uh, Guys take chances with all type of women. <laughs> that's true. So, um, yeah, I think that's kind of more of a general statement. But like I said before, I, I think it's, I think, guys can be friends with beautiful women that door that if the door open of course they're gonna take that you know if it's money right there of course they're gonna pick it up but 
I think I think it's possible for a a man to be friends, you know, legit friends with a beautiful woman. Because I I think if it was the case, if they really just wanted that girl and she said no, they wouldn't waste their time being friends. They would be like, "All right, I'm 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 out. I'm on to the next one then." Like I you but, know, I don't want to stick around because I did that a couple times. Yeah. I, it, it 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 was a couple times where, you know, I know I I had no chance. And I just kind of, you know, stopped talking to the girl. It wasn't a thing where I'm like, let me hold on to this friendship just in case. It was kind of like, nah, I don't even want to be friends <laughs> at this point. She's not even cool. But I, I will, I, I want to ask this too, man, because I want you to be honest. When you've had like a a woman who is very attractive as a friend, do you find yourself doing more for her than you would one of your ugly homegirl friends? Like let's let's say your attractive female friend needed to move, <laughs> and she she needed some niggas to help. Normally, if you're tired, you just getting home from a long shift at work. You probably wouldn't do it for one of your lesser looking female friends. But if she hits you up, you yeah. would probably at least consider, if not, just be there in a few minutes. Would you yeah. agree? Yeah, I think that's very possible. I I did that a bunch of times. And <laughs> I think and it's not even the thing where it's like, damn, I'm, you know, I'm trying to get in, but it's something about a beautiful woman asking for help or asking mm-hmm. you something. We we see it in the mall all the time. You go in the mall and some lady like, "Oh yeah, let me see your nails." And and they start messing with your nails and all this shit. Next thing you know, you walking away with a damn pedicure kit. <laughs> Like you know you don't be <laughs> you know you you don't be using that shit. So I think I think it's just the the power of a a, a beautiful woman smile. Mm-hmm. Because if a beautiful woman let, let's say um we had a boss up here that was super beautiful and she said, "Hey Ryan, hey, I really need somebody to to work from 6 to 2 today." Yeah, Laura Reynolds, he's pulled that on me. I'm like, okay, this ain't working this time, Laura. <laughs> but yeah, if it was somebody that you really found attractive and she hit you up like, hey, sweetie, can you help me out one day? Can you help me out today and just cover this shift? You might be like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> you probably would not do it any other time, but you, mm-hmm. you'll do it for her. And it's not like a necessary thing where you trying to you know hey i'm i I think i got a chance i'm I'm keeping that chance but it's just something about a beautiful woman (laughs) a a smile and the voice and all the other shit that make you want to do it now if this person was you know super ugly (laughs) you probably be like hey nah nah i'm cool bro yeah (laughs) (laughs) i got something to do yeah (laughs) Yeah, i i i think that's the power of beautiful women i that's how they get over on a bunch of men. Yep. That's how. Yep. That's how they get men out of money. And so they keep nick good niggas in the friend zone while the scumbags get to smash and treat them like garbage. Exactly. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. That's yeah. That's how they Kevin get Kevin Samuel on. The, we need to get Kevin Samuel on the show next. <laughs> we, we're going to fall into Kevin Samuel territory now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and, and to clarify too, I do disagree with. Steve Harvey's reasoning as to why he has has no female friends because that kind of came across as he can't control himself around a beautiful woman without thinking he wants to smash, and and that's kind of silly. Like you, you could, you you could think like I think 
and think that a woman who's attractive, you'll never really be a true friend because you'll always be thinking sexual things, maybe. Well, at least it's somewhere in your background. But you can just not act on things. You can just be a homie to beautiful women and it will be cool. Yeah. You ain't got to think about sex all the time. So I just and, agree with that part. And see, and that was my whole point from the whole topic because that's how that got the, the guy that tweeted that, that, that friend zone dude, he mm-hmm. tweeted like guys couldn't really do that. And I'm like, no, nah, that's that, that. I don't think that's true. <laughs> you know what I mean, that that was my whole point of that um, when we was talking about it before. Because the way he tweeted, he tweeted like, "Hey, you guys can, just can't have a, a a beautiful friend." Or I forgot how he said it, but he made it seem like all these dudes, you know, can't handle having a, a cute friend. And I I don't I, I don't think I disagree with that. <laughs> I think I think you can have cute friends. You could, of course, you probably would smash, but mm-hmm. it's not a thing where you can't keep it in your pants around this person. Yeah, and so you you got to step away, type of thing. I think, yeah, I think that's a misconception about you're too men. beautiful for me to hang out with. So I can't be <laughs> friends. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like no man would ever say that. Honestly. Yeah, <laughs> would entertain a fake friendship or something. Yeah, <laughs> so. Yeah, I th- like I said, I think we agree more than we disagree. We just disagree on, I guess, the definition of friendship from a man's perspective. <laughs> but ultimately, we're saying the same thing, man. So yeah, we yeah, gotta take, take it for what you we, will. We gotta have Jack on to yeah, of course, you gonna take look, you to court. <laughs> it, it is. We can't because I, I, I'll happily have a debate with Jack, but he has to understand he can't speak from the perspective of a fucking ripped R&B singer <laughs> who's just naturally going to be around beautiful women all the time. We're talking about average Joe Schmoes off the street, man. We're not surrounded <laughs> by models like he is. So I don't want to hear him talk about how this is easy for him because he's... Well, I, I don't want to hear no R&B singer talk. Like like I said, I, I would gladly had a debate, but he got to understand his perspective is different from ours. <laughs> Okay, we we ain't in that world. We ain't in the fashion and music entertainment world. <laughs> yeah. We we see a, a bad bitch and we're like, damn. <laughs> mm-hmm. He see one and be like, okay, another day in the life of Jack Freeman. <laughs> oh, that's <Whatever>. my homegirl. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she got a husband. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. Just my friend. This is my friend. We just hang out, and watch movies. <laughs> so yeah, man. All right, we we've been going for a minute. We have some other things on the on the topics. We get to we it next week. Fuck that it. Until next week, we yeah. we we got to save a little bit for the future. We got a lot to break down this week, though. So we. Gotta- yep, y'all know what time it is. Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for rocking to the sweet sounds of the Jim and Juice podcast. Uh, make sure you follow that man, Figgy Fig, uh, putting down the cold mixes to intro the podcast. Also find him producing the midday show on Sports Radio 610 in the loop every day. All them clean ass drops and, and hip hop jams you hear yeah. is courtesy of him. Yeah, check out that podcast too, man. I, um, so a funny story happened today. Landry, he got questioned by the cops today. Oh wow! The cops was just randomly up here, and they was looking for somebody with in a white jeep. <laughs> so they thought he was looking for Landry. It, it was a long story. Go to the End of Loop podcast and check it out. <laughs> I'll tell you about it, Ryan. That once we end this podcast, but okay. it's a crazy story. Go to the End of Loop podcast. I podcasted that segment separately, and um, 
Yeah, and they got a, um, a, a cameo from Cowboy Dave. He was oh, actually wow. part of this too. So, okay, it's crazy it's story. Landry got a Landry got a taste of what it's like being a black man. <laughs> That's now suddenly he's, I told him, I'm he's like, BLM. I told him like, stop resisting. <laughs> Just do what the cops say, bro. <laughs> they think you did it. Maybe you did it, Landry. I don't know, man. <laughs> you gonna be blue eyes matter. So I don't know, man. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, yes, definitely check that out, man. And good show. Listen to that every week. Of course, we got they were gonna break down at the Texans draft pick. They got a new quarterback. I already forgot his fucking name, Davis. <laughs> Davis Mills. Davis Mills. Yes, Davis Mills. Welcome the new quarterback to Houston. They are tearing his ass up on Twitter because this uh, apparently it's a video of um, them in the war room, and mm. Jack Easterby is in there, and he over there oh, fist no. pumping. So people oh, saying no. people saying that's a Jack Easterby pick. Oh no! Well, everything's so. Jack Easterby pick, no matter what Nick. <laughs> Nick but see that. But see that. But the, the whole debate was, oh, Nick Casario ain't letting Jack do personnel. Mm-hmm. Nick Casario, he know what he doing. He, you know, uh, Jack Easterby gonna be off to the side, so he ain't got nothing to do with this. But this nigga over here fist pumping like he made the pick. Yeah, <laughs> which it's he probably did. All about alignment, did. man. It's all about alignment. That's mm. the code word they use for Jack run everything. <laughs> a family football. Yes. <laughs> so of course, make sure you tune into that show every day this week. We're gonna be breaking that shit down. Shout out to Jasmine. Uh, shout out to Leroy Cook. Happy birthday, Happy birthday man. bro. Happy birthday. Dope April birthdays. Everybody dope was born in April, man. You were born in April too, weren't you, Figgy? Nah, October. Oh, what were you? Oh, I, wait, really? Yeah, October. Oh, it was 7th. your wife's birthday. That's right. It was yeah. your wife's birthday. Recently. Yeah, she part of the April babies too. Yeah, okay, okay. Happy birthday, Leroy Cook. He announced his album's coming in June, I believe. So stay yes. tuned for that. Uh, thank you, Jasmine, for helping with the podcast, doing all the things you do behind the scenes. We appreciate that. Everybody listening, thank you all for rocking with us. We're going to be back next week, breaking down more shit. You know how it go. We it breaking down movies next going. week. We got the yes, movie guru coming on, my guy Terrell. So movie we gonna, guru, I like it. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about all the movies. We're going to ask them about certain movies and shows and stuff like that. So. Black Captain America, we're going to talk about that finally. Yes. Black in America. So, yes. Until next time, y'all, stay tuned. Love y'all. Peace. Peace.